All right. Let's do this. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Kendall K. Howard, back here again uh, with an episode of How You Doing? I haven't done this in a while, in a long time. Um, like I said, I explained before, dealing with some stuff, trying to adjust to this new COVID life. But we back. I know I put out some recent episodes of Trade Bubble. We got some How You Doing? We got mm-hmm. it back. Today, my guest, as I mentioned before, when I first talked about the show, it's going to be a show where I can just bullshit, uh, talk, shoot the breeze, talk about people, talk with them about their lives. Talk shit. Talk shit, basically. Talk shit. About them. And I said I was also going to drink on this show as well. I am of age. Um, and today, I have a very special guest. I ain't that special. But he's special. I- I'm not that special. <laughs> I'm not that special. He's special. But, you know. So this right here is my... I, I call him a brother, but he's really a cousin. He's like a brother to me, older brother to me, my cousin. Kind of a main inspiration for me to kind of get into this business and do the stuff that I do now. My little wackiness and weird stuff that I get from is this guy right here. Hey, man, I will say I, you know what I'm saying? I want to say I kind of brought you into the business. I want to say I wanted to get you into broadcasting. You said, ah, that's not for me. Yeah. Man, I don't know, something changed. But I don't know, you've taken the bar higher than I've raised it. Nah, and you man. make me want to raise it higher than what you've raised it. Nah, you know what I, 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 nah, I ain't got it like that, man. I'm Come just on, trying, man. I'm just trying. I almost, like, low-key, you know, I almost went to WKU. Should've. Where you went. Should've. My only reason for not going to WKU, because it was a little bit further than where UK is to Louisville. But also, I don't know, UK offered me a little bit, they, they offered me a little bit more money. I like the campus better. But no, I'm not mad. You, you make your own decisions. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you I was, are. But you, WKU heard you got a good broadcast program. That's another reason I don't want to win. It's, it's excellent. It is. It's I heard, excellent. I heard a number of great things. And you was there. I was like, ah, Mickey, be as cool as you Max made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Two peas in a pod, <laughs> You'd have ran rough shot through WKU. <laughs> but you did say this is your first time drinking on How You Doing? This so, is. All right. Let's make history. Hey, we're making history. Oh, this is the Kiwi Young Girl. So I, I ain't oh. probably say his name. This is my cousin. I'm, I'm no one important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no one important. But this the Kiwi man. Like, me and Keith, let's take it, man. For people who don't, let's take it back for him. So, first, let's talk about what I'm drinking. I'm drinking Woodford. Little dog here from Cusco right here. Hey, I'm drinking some Woodford and lemonade. Woodford Reserve. Double O. Double O Woodford with lemonade. Keith, what you got today, man? What you got? What you got? I got a Cayman Jack margarita. Some people gonna hate in the comments, you know what I'm saying? Do you think? Hate, I don't care. <laughs> uh, girlfriend put me on to him. Wasn't really a big margarita drinker, but I like these. You like them now? I like these. I like margaritas. You know, I ain't really started drinking margaritas until my, girl, my girlfriend put me on yeah. too. Put you on, Cusco. Why are you over behind me? Cusco's little dog over here trying to mess with me. Cusco's dog on camera time. Cusco's a little selfish dog, ain't he? he? I wouldn't say selfish. Um, he like attention. He does like attention. He, he's an attention whore. Yeah. Some people will say you're an attention whore. Some people say I'm an attention whore. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> half heartedly, not whole heartedly. <laughs> half heartedly, you know what I'm saying? It's, um, some people, it's okay. Some people call me an attention whore too. Yeah, ain't nothing like, wrong with it. I know. Everybody wants some attention every once in a while. Hey man, I feel like if you don't want attention, I feel like there's times to want attention and there's times to not want attention. Yeah. You know what I'm you gotta pick and choose when when you want it. Yeah, you can't. It gets to a point like with anything, you're just doing too much of it. Like if you yeah. want too much attention, that's when it becomes like just 
irritating to others and like just come compulsive to yourself for sure so like it's like with anything like whether it be with drugs or just anything it's too much of it too much of anything is a bad thing it is i want attention i don't know growing up kind of how we got into it um I don't know, wrestling. Shawn Michaels was my dude. He always stole the show. Heartbreak yeah. kid. And I've always wanted to steal the show. Ever since I see Sean, you know what I'm saying? I'm the show stopper. Right. So that's when I want the attention. When I can steal the show and people doubt me, I want all the likes. Pressure makes diamonds and, and we, I'm a oh diamond. Oh my gosh. You me, know? you, we used to love wrestling. We don't keep up with it as much as we used to. No. But back then, like, oh my God. So when I was saying, we, let's take it back. We, Kenyon and I, he's probably somewhere on YouTube, he probably still find it. There's videos. Funny thing is, we was trying to do this back then. We was. We, we was doing yeah. this. We was, this. This ain't the first time. I still got old YouTube videos on my YouTube. You gave up your whole location. You gave address. I was like, if somebody's trying to kidnap Kendall or do something to Kendall, they know exactly where this man is at. <laughs> now I don't. Now I don't. <laughs> Can't let everybody know my oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit wild. That's yeah. my time learning. Hey, you live and you learn, man. I, you live and you learn. But we used to wrestle. Like, we wanted to wrestle so bad. We loved it so much. Part of the reason why I even got a trampoline because I wanted us to wrestle. Yeah. Because you remember, <laughs> we used to wrestle at your mom's house all the time. And I'll never forget that one time when Elijah suplexed me. And I tried to move Ooh, out. How the room <laughs> was set up at that point is crazy to me. Because we had two beds in the room. Two beds in the room. Eli pulled the bed out. He had the toe, like, top right. from the bed to the wall. And he was trying to suplex you through that. That's how the windows is right, the window there. right there. Windows is, like, right here next to the bed. Like, very close to the bed. Yeah. And, and he didn't and the space it on the other side. Right. He didn't space it out enough to where my legs can softly land. Like I had to bend my legs to so it can softly land and not he, he didn't care. He did not he didn't care. care. <laughs> we, was wrecking, we was just young, like we didn't like fucking care. And then I broke the window. I never forget. Your mom came in there. I wanna say you was the only one you got a you got a whoop in that oh, day. I got an you, got, you got a whoop in that day. Su- Susie was gonna give me an asshole. Steven got away with it. Stevie, she, he, he never got a whooping. She told Stevie to go home. She said, Stevie, go home. And he lived right up the street. So. He said, I'll see y'all later. Stevie dipped. <laughs> I'm not mad at him. I'm the same thing. Oh, I was the same thing. I did not. Stevie dipped. And then we got asses whooped by your mom. I remember that. And I remember her hitting me. I vividly remember this ass whooping. Because she whooped us all in front of each other. We did. And, and it happened. She was whooping me. I'm like, man, this don't hurt. I'm, I wanted to laugh. But I was like, if I laugh... She's going to hit me harder. So <laughs> let me just hold it in, you know what I'm saying, and just take it. But, yeah, she was hitting me, and I was like, I'm too old for whoopings at this point. I'm like, there, there is a certain point where we all get too old for whoopings. Because I remember there was a point when my mom was whooping me, and I laughed while she was whooping me. She like, wanted to whoop you harder, didn't she? She wanted to, but it was just like, I don't know. Like That's weird, though, because getting hit with a belt hurts. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a, like, a... Blanket or like a pillow or something it, that, that actually kind of hurts. I don't know what it is to, to finally make it like oh you just immune to it like it's it's nothing. I think as especially being a dude, being a male growing up, yeah, like I don't know your strength at some point overmatches your mom's strength. Yeah, so it's just like I can take this. That woman was always painful. Oh for sure. No, getting whooped by a man always painful for sure. I don't know Danielle when you when you got whooped by your parents. <laughs> Did it hurt? Did it stop hurting at some point? Excuse me. I really got I did burn. whipped by my parents. You really got whipped by your parents? Oh, look at you, being a goody to choose. I was a good kid. I got asked for all the damn time. Of course, me. 
But it, it happens. But I, well, I, it got to that point too, where I just stopped getting ass whoopings, and I was like, oh, it don't really bother me. Yeah. It's, I will say having a dog. Not that he's ever gonna get used to my ass whoopings, cause you know, I don't condone. You know what I'm saying? Hitting <laughs> you the dog. You uh, <laughs> But I do say, you know, discipline helps. <laughs> You need a reward. You get to abuse your dog. Or, or. I don't condone it, but hell yeah. If somebody yeah. was to ask me, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't. I mean, it's, a, it's just a little different. It ain't like you over here I'm choking not, his dog out. No, nah, I'm not killing him. Really him. abusing him. Nah. I think, you know, when you think about it nowadays, in the type of culture we live in, how people correct, like just politically correct and just trying to correct people and everything. And it's just, yes, it's good to do that. But when it comes to like, Discipline and you try to like whoop your child or a dog, people will be like, You can't touch it's them, you can't whoop that. them. Like, what's wrong? Like, it's it's not like they really trying to abuse them. Like, understandably, if somebody's like choking yeah. their child or like leaving bruises, of course, that's not acceptable. Right. But a little whooping to discipline your child, I feel like we were talking about this earlier. I feel like there needs to be some sort of fear in between parent and child. Right. Because if there's no fear right there, what's stopping that kid from running over their parents? That is true. What's stopping them from going, fuck you, mom, or fuck you, dad? Now, the counter that some people can say that like you can have a nice, friendly relationship with your parent without having that fear around to like scare the child. I think different kids need different things. Yeah, that 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 is also true. People respond to different yeah. types of things. That is also true. Like, some kids, like, take my niece and nephew, for example. Uh-huh. I ain't gonna say the names with my niece. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't need that. You threaten her with giving her a whooping, she's gonna straighten up. Right. Now, my nephew, on the other hand, he's gonna tell you your whoopings don't hurt. And then you, that's gonna make you want to whoop him harder. Whoop like, even more. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like different kids need different things. But my niece, definitely, no. She she don't need one. She you don't. just tell her, you know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, straighten up. She's gonna get she her head together. Yeah. Now, my nephew. Now, one thing, you know what's interesting? I I don't get into it as much as everybody else, but I kind of pay attention to it. And I was going to say, do you, this, do you think this kind of plays uh, a point in this, in terms of, like, just your horoscope and, like, your birth sign? Because you know how, like... As certain, far as astrology? Yeah, like astrology. Like, do you think that plays a part in it? Because we, we talk about, like, how some people will respond to different types of things, tactics. And, like I said, I don't, I don't pay attention as much. There's some people out there who like live and die by. Like, there's people out there who say, "I won't date you because your birth sign is this." It gets that like deep. for instance, I'm a Leo. Motherfuckers get on Leos and talk about us as if we are just the most selfish, aggressive people. What the hell, you? Hey, hey, dog. Time out. Time out. What you? What you over? Hey, what you saying? But I'm not. You a scorpion. I hear, I hear Scorpio. I hear bad things about Scorpio suits. I don't think you are there. Our names, clearly there's bad things you can say about any, like, Zodiac sign. Correct. There's going to be good things and bad things. Correct. No, I feel like being a Scorpio, you know, we have, we definitely have a bad rep. Do I agree with some of the things they say? Yes. Do I disagree with some of the shit they say? Yes. It's right. like... At some point, it's personality versus sign. Yes. Um, but I feel like all Scorpios have something in common. All Leos have something in common. Yeah. All Virgos have. My girlfriend's a Virgo, and every time I read something about them, I don't know. They fish. I know that. They have, they're very 
Like I said, I don't get too much into that shit. Yeah. I don't fucking. I mean, I, I was pretty deep into it, and I read up on Virgo just to see, like, you know what I'm saying? How she moves and how she thinks and shit. Very like analytical. That. Yeah. Very analytical. Part of being a Scorpio, though. George, like, George is a Virgo. Yeah. He's a Virgo. Perfectionist. Very, very perfectionist. perfectionist. Very. Yeah. Very much perfectionist. Virgos and Leos get along very well, though. Mm-hmm. Like, me and George, we get along very well. Like, And that's another thing I've seen, too, like, just how. Certain signs get along with each other, and like how some of them don't like cooperate Mesh. with each mm-hmm. other. Like, for instance, me being a Leo and Danielle being a Pisces, like that, that's like that's not a compatible relationship, apparently. Right. But, like I said, personality sometimes can trump this. Yeah. And also, the environment of the way you write or how you taught up that can also play a part in it, too. So, as I say, I don't lean too much heavy into it and like be like, yo, birth sign. And everything you say about the first sign is you, and nothing else, and nothing more. Yeah, if I you're this, I can't associate you. I can't talk to you. I can't nothing with you. Right? Cause I, I ain't gonna count. I ain't gonna count. I can be a little bit, you know, self-centered. You know, I could be a little bit. Like I've seen this man. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't post pictures like that no more. No more. That's no more. It's the look, point. I barely look. I barely post pictures. Low key, I don't even get on social media because I get tired of just looking at people on social media. Low key, mm-hmm. I look get tired of looking at people on social media. So I don't even like. I, I get on it, but I don't even like embed myself. So with like all that pictures and shit that you use, that you used to see me posting, mm-hmm. I don't actually try to go out looking for that. At the same picture. time, I understand because I seen you from this point and now you're at this point, right? And you celebrating that. Yeah. Which I wholeheartedly agree. You know what I'm saying? Please do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but yeah, I don't. I forgot where I was going with that. Look at hitting you, huh? It's looking hitting you. Not necessarily. Basically, maybe just, a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm finished my cup. My cup gone. I already drank half of it before the show started. I mean, I'm cheating a little bit. I don't know. I'll probably get more. It depends. We'll, we'll take it slow. We don't need to get. I don't even be falling out. <laughs> yeah. shit. I'm already fucked up. I ain't ready to just keep going crazy like that. So, Key, let's let's talk, man. Cause we already like what? We ten minutes, ten something. It don't minutes. even feel like that. It don't feel like five. Just, just talking, just shooting the shit. That's what this basically is. I know usually on this show, I interview people and kind of like get perspective on it. But I kind of, as I express with the show, I kind of want to use it as like a show to just freely just talk and have like open discussions. Yeah. Whether it be about the guests I have on the show, just about anything and just the world in general, whatever is on your mind and just whatever. So, I, so let's go back to, well, first, like you said, we are in your new digs right here. This is the new apartment. That's, that's one thing I like about this, me adjusting to this. This is a different location. I'm always going to be in a studio where I record my shows, so I'm able to just take my show on the road and just record whatever. But we all knew your digs right here. I would say it's nice. I did. It is nice. Yeah, this is. I always try to progress. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Last plot. You didn't see the last plot. The last plot. Last plot was nice. You liked it? Yeah, the last plot. I loved it. I loved my room. The the whole house was nice. Don't get me wrong, but my room I had a projector coming down from the closet. Double doors opened up when I closed mm-hmm. the doors. It was just a regular. House. It was dope. It was that's regular. That's it was dope. Uh, but here, you know what I'm saying? This is this is home. This is my first place I've had with my girlfriend. Right. Um. So, you know what I'm saying? This is always going to be remembered for that reason alone. We could have been living in a motel together. This has been the first motel we stayed in together. Right. Uh, 
what I'm happy is this. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is nice. So one thing I I want to ask you, being in your mid twenties, you being a young black man and moving in, this is your first place together with your girlfriend. Mm. How does that like? What is your mind like during this process? And like, how do you think about like just this whole entire? Because like, this is a big step in your life. Like, this is huge. This is a huge step in your life. Like, this ain't no just minor thing. This is a huge step in your life. So, how is adjusting and maturing been for you to get to this point? Like, how do you look at yourself and, like, just reflect on, like, from where you was, where yeah. it would be from the beginning of your relationship or when you got out of high school to now? Like, how do you reflect on yourself? I mean, life is all about me and how I live my life. I'm a risk taker. Right. I'm saying, getting this apartment with my girlfriend, you know what I'm saying, huge risk. Because where we started to where we are now, night and day. Right. You know what I'm saying? When we started, we was babies. It was 19, 20. And you feel like you've grown at those at that age. You know what I'm saying? That's that, that like, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You feel like you've grown. And there was definitely some growing pains, you know, not to get too deep into our situation. Yeah. There was definitely some growing pains. We all have, especially at this age. Especially if you're in a, a long relationship like we were. Like, we dated all throughout college. Y'all, y'all have been together you know for a saying? good time. He has always been in the picture. Right. Um, so, to have a relationship as long as we've had, um, the ups and downs that we've had, I definitely see why they say a relationship is a roller coaster. <laughs> so, so if you're in a long distance relate a long relationship, you know a relationship is a roller coaster. You got ups and you got downs. Um, but that's my partner in crime. I will say that. Like, I know when my back's against the wall, she's there with me. She you know what I'm saying? You. She's got me. Yeah. Um, as far as maturing, I mean, I'm 20. You know what I'm saying? I still feel like I'm 24. I turned 25 this year. I still yeah. feel like I'm young. Um, but. She's in the other room, so I ain't, I've never wanted to lie on a podcast, so I'm gonna keep that. Uh, but I don't know. I was I was girl crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because um, we was on and off. But I don't know. To take this step and to be serious with somebody, like actually serious, is huge. Right. And commitment isn't something I usually do. Like I don't like to commit. But you know what I'm saying? This. Going through the process really makes it easy. And doing it with her is just 10 times better. Because it's like, we've seen the worst of each other. We've seen the best of each other. So it's like, you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Uh, but that's my baby. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We in it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, another thing I want to get into, because like, I'm, I'm, I'm a couple years younger than you. So I'm kind of like this, I'm about to be 22. So I'm just like kind of behind you. In terms of like just growing up, like... How how has it changed? Because like I said, this is a big move. Huge. This is a big move. You're stepping more into adulthood. Mm-hmm. You're twenty, like you said, you're twenty four, about to be twenty five. How like how do you look at yourself and like just going through this process of just maturation in terms of just your age, like just you just growing up as a person day by day, month by month, year by year, and just doing different things from graduating college to moving in with your significant other, like just. How do you look at yourself? Like, did you? Cause you imagine it. Cause to us, it feels like I don't know to you, but to me, it feels like it's been hitting like quick. Like it's came quick as hell. For sure. Like, how does that feel for you? It's been quick, but at the same time, it's been long. Like, if you right. go back and look at every inch on a ruler, like you know, what I'm saying there's a lot of fucking centimeters on a ruler. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? But the ruler ain't ain't that big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I don't know. I just take it day by day. I've never really reflected on it like that. Um, but I got, I got lost in the question again. There was a compound. The alcohol's kind of hitting me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but as far as... Like just, just, just your maturation just of life and just looking at the scope of this, how, how you came from and just how fast life has just came. Life, I, I feel like life is one of them things you just got to roll with the punches with. Right. Like, I've never been one to plan something out. Graduating, college wasn't even like a thing for me. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to go to trade school and do that. My mom was like, go to college. Just try it out for a semester. Six years later, you know what I'm saying? I graduated in the midst of Corona. So, I appreciate it. Um, Shout out Class 2020. Shout out Class 2020. Because I feel like graduating in this pandemic, it doesn't feel like a graduation. Like, there's no ceremony. There's no... Man. I didn't even watch the commencement speeches everybody gave. Because it's like, I don't have my own. You know what I'm saying? I want to be sitting down in my own graduation and walking across my own stage. I mean, LeBron gave one. The Obamas gave one. A lot, a lot of people did like a different, like different ceremonies. I see Target's behind a commercial for theirs. Yeah. For, like employees that graduate, at least it's like the same six employees that show. But but I mean, fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? I want I want to walk across my own stage. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh, I appreciate all of that, but as far as me, I want to do it myself. Um, but I don't know. Just take it day by day. Um, it does happen fast. Fast mm. as hell. Um, so if you're looking for advice, just in, enjoy it. I will say that. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Because um, whatever happens, you can't change. Mm-hmm. Whatever decision you make, you're going to have to live with. Yeah. Um, but definitely, just enjoy it. Enjoy do, it. This is very cliche, but do what makes you happy. You know, that's... It's funny you say that. Because that's kind of like the principle that I try to like live on and I try to get others around me to live and inspire by because you see a lot of people that want to like do stuff for money or do stuff for other reasons Mm -hmm. but essentially and it's been scientifically proven like people who are happier live longer lives so why won't you want to do something that makes you happy you good you you drink it just like I am (laughs) (laughs) it's like why won't you do something that just makes you happy like because that's something i always want to do like doing stuff like this like doing this and going the route i went in college like it's stuff that makes me happy right and granted like maybe come out the gate if when i get a job maybe i won't get enough money oh well you gotta build yourself to get there like it's as long as it makes you happy that's really all that should matter I feel like you're doing a really good job of getting your feet wet right now. Yeah, stop it. Stop. You're doing a great job of getting your feet wet right now. And we're, you're doing it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. As far as me, I was doing it for myself, but I was working for a radio company. Mm-hmm. Or as far as you're building your own fan base and I guess more the independent route where I went. If we're going to do it musically, you went the independent route. I went with the record label. Oh, I, I did stuff for companies too. But I'm as, saying. As I'm doing now. Yeah. As of right now, but you're still... Doing, doing your own thing, you know what I'm saying? It's fine to work for somebody else, but at the end of the day, as far as me and going into the job world, I don't want to work for nobody else. I want to work for myself. Um, so I think you're going to do a good job of getting your feet wet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, because right now, I have a job interview where I can make 
more money than I've ever made in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the, the pool for that. But it wouldn't make me happy at all. The job itself wouldn't make me happy at yeah. all. I would much rather work two jobs, broadcasting being one, waiting tables being another, and making ends meet that way. Than or you can freelance and do some other shit that involves like I mean, broadcasting. That's true. That's what I mean by broadcasting. I wouldn't want to work for another company. I've worked for a broadcasting company. Didn't really like it. Uh-huh. As far as this is something... Because you can control what you put out. You know what I'm saying? You can control what you talk about. You can control how it looks. You can control... You can drink and do you, whatever. You can do that. And say worries like fuck shit. No, there's no FCA, <laughs> FCC blocking you or nothing like that. Um, so that's the freedom that you have by doing it yourself. Right. As if you worked for a company, you know what I'm saying? You got FCC, you got your director, you got your... And even in this age of social media, you, like, even here... I that's can... the perfect time to do it, though. But... So, all right, let's get into this. So, even with, like, social media, it can be, I, I think me and you had a conversation about this before, mm-hmm. too. It can be a gift and a curse at the same time. Because, granted, with social media, I might even do stuff like this, what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, say, like, say I say the wrong thing, or say if I say something that's appropriate to say now, five years down the line, ten years down the line, maybe something I say is not cool to say. Mm-hmm. And come back and haunt me, and come back and hurt my career, hurt me as a person. That's why I say it could be a gift and a curse. That's what happened with Kevin Hart. He wanted his dream was to host the Oscars, and then he actually got that opportunity. And he had some tweets about gay slurs. Yeah. Back then, the same gay slurs and like the same stuff like it, it was cool, it's acceptable. Actually, what he said wasn't even back then. Wasn't even like. Oh, compared to everything else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell. oh. Compared to. Like he, he tweeted something like it, like what in the early 2010s, cause around like when Twitter came, like mm-hmm. came around. What he what he said wasn't worse, cause if you go back, like, he for said example, something like if I had a gay son, I'd throw a Barbie doll house at his head or something. Like right. That. As, go back and watch like Eddie Murphy's Raw in the 80s. I get uncomfortable watching it now. No, no fucking cap, bro. I get I get uncomfortable watching it myself. I knew I was like it's. And it's crazy. Because people were hooting and laughing and knee slapping and all of that. A motherfucker, cheers, rocking it. Nobody, nobody, get, and he wasn't the only person. We ain't, I ain't gonna like call it like it was only Eddie Murphy. But like everybody. Every, every was doing comedian it. was doing it. Every comedian was doing it. So it's like, and it's crazy now. Like, that's even now what we're seeing in the current world with like how the way people are treating like black people, especially, and other minorities, like just with insensitive things. Like, you see, like, NASCAR over getting rid of getting mm-hmm. rid of the Confederate flag, like it's not allowed at their sporting events. Mississippi people wanting Mississippi to change their state flag, like or like people saying certain flag, things. Yeah. Like it's you seeing these type of stuff come out, which I don't know why it took a man another black man dying for this to come up. But you seeing like stuff like that, which was appropriate at the time. Right. Uh, it was accepted, but now we in the new times like nah, this ain't really accepted because like this is really affecting a certain demographic of our of our population um, of American citizens citizens right. population. So it's I like, would say social media goes back to doing what makes you happy. If you're doing what makes you happy, whatever they pull up from your past, or right. obviously you're gonna grow as a person. Obviously the thoughts you have today are gonna be hopefully God willing ain't the thoughts you have ten years from now. You know what I'm saying? But 
if you do what you love and you say what you mean, you can stand on what you say, regardless right. of where you are in your life. You know what I'm saying? You can say, yes, I said that. Did I mean it? At the time, yes, I meant it. But have I grown? Looking it? back on it? Yeah. No. Looking back on it, I mean, that was times back then. You know what right. I'm saying? You can, you can do, you can say that. But we've also, I feel like we've worked ourselves into a, a very sensitive, very hypersensitive era where it's just like, if you don't do something we don't like, you're canceled. And that's my biggest problem. There, have, there have been some examples of where stuff like it has happened. J. Cole just got canceled because he was telling... No a, name. Yeah, he was telling no name that, you know what I'm saying, you have, I like what you're saying, you have more information than what I have, but I feel like you're saying it in the wrong way. Like, how you're saying it, people aren't going to get it because people now, do you, already have so, that information. Okay, so let's get into that. So do you okay. feel like... He was he saying been perfect for this. He, he was the first. She loved J. Cole. Do you feel like because all I've heard about? So from from what I've been seeing and what I've like just depicted from the song stuff, I heard it a couple times, and from what I've seen people talk about on the internet, do you take it? Because I took it as basically him saying, "I'm not educated enough. Like everybody think I am. Like because mm-hmm. you see in this time of of crisis that we're in right now and it's time of just we are in terms of like racial injustice and police brutality going on mm-hmm. even with COVID going on you would people would call on celebrities to speak up about these issues but J. Cole he was expressing the song he's like y'all y'all think I, I mean I may put out some good like deep content but I'm not as like Whoa. consciously yeah. as like aware or inept in this Feel as y'all think I am, like, and I feel like with that song he was saying that he was also congratulating and giving his flowers to No Name and saying mm-hmm. that like, yeah, you are able to talk about these issues and talk about it more uh, proper and just better than I am, but like, don't down the people who do not have the proper education to talk about these issues. Right. Educate them at the same time. That's what I felt like he was kind of the, like talking about in this song. Mm-hmm. So, but you feel like that he was saying. That, what like what was you like? What you? I feel like he was saying what you said. I feel like he was saying, don't. Clearly, you're more educated on this than I am. Right. As far as you know, I'm saying everything that's going on. I feel like J Cole. People think he's really deep. Yeah. And I I believe he is deep, but most of his music, if you listen to it, is this shit too deep for the intro? Is his life? Is things that he has been through personally. That has put him on this pedestal that we put him on. Right. It's his personal life that he can paint a picture in. You know what I'm saying? And he's able to paint a picture of like just the black life in general, like in in general. But he is the black life. He is. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's saying Malcolm X was the greatest. He's talking about woke things. He's just talking about his life in general. Yeah. So that's why I get. That's why I think he's saying you more educated on this than I am because his whole pedestal has been his life. It's literally a memoir of him. He's he he's been able to talk about the issues. Yes. In, in terms of like relating to just black people in general, like for instance, Kevin's heart. Where even if you watch the video, it was talking about Kevin's heart issues with him cheating on his wife and just black. Well, I'm sure J general. Cole has been through that himself to write something so deep and so personal. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you maybe you don't. I don't know. Jay gonna put his life out there like I don't even know what his wife looks like to be honest. No, he, he, no he, he's not chewing that side of the screen. 
Yeah. It's more so him in front of the hey, this is me, this is my flaws, this is what I've done. Right. Blase, blase. But what but but good like what good thing about rappers is not everything J. Cole has made songs by himself personally. Right. But as we see with not only just him but other rappers, they're able that's why they're such great storytellers, they're able to talk about other people they're able to like just rap as if they are coming from the perspective of other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think he's been he's been able to do that as well. Like not all of his songs have been about him. Majority, you can say majority. Yeah. Have I'm not been saying about all him. of his songs are just his life. Okay, I'm not okay. saying that. Right. I'm saying he has put himself where he is because of the things he's wrote about and the things that he's been through in life and how deep he's talked about his personal life right. and how people can relate to that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he's there because of that, his personal life. Whereas No Name was talking about the protests and everything that's going on. J. Cole saying, "I'm not that educated in that sense." Right. But you are, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I feel like how you're going, about. yeah, I feel like how you're going about it is wrong. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he was saying, the people you're talking to already have an idea of what's going on. Whereas if you talk to these people over here, you can bring them over to this side as well. But you're shunning these people and praising these people when they already on your side. You're preaching to the choir pretty much. So you, okay, so you thinking... You thinking that she that he's saying that she was basically talking to people who's already knowledgeable yeah. about like the racial injustice and police brutality, and that he wants her to like talk to people who are less educated. Yeah, about the situation. I'm saying he's saying that, but he sh- she's shunning. She's shunning those people who don't know. Yeah, and precisely she, who are quote unquote woke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and that's the thing about social media. Like I said, it could be a curse at the same time because like you, and that's why I kind of I stay out of like. Conversations with people like this when it comes to social media because, like, with social media now, everybody has a voice, everybody has a platform. I feel like everyone deserves a voice, though. everybody does. No, everybody no, I'm not saying it. people don't deserve it, everybody deserves to speak up and express their opinion. But with social media, you like, like I said earlier, like, you, you say something, you might think it, you can say something what could be right now. Like, it'd be appropriate to say right now. Or you can say something that you think is good. Somebody else can disagree, and you can get into a whole argument, and get a whole and get into a whole, like, just stir of, like, well, I'm better than you because of this. Like, that whole type of mentality. Like, because mm-hmm. everybody has different and budding opinions. And sometimes, in certain situations, because, like, you, there, there can be situations where you can... Like, yeah, somebody's clearly wrong, so you have to address them this certain way. Mm. But there's also times where people have expressed their opinions, but not coming from a place of, like, I know better because I am better than you, and right. here's why. Mm-hmm. There's times people express their opinions in, in ignorance and maybe seek knowledge to maybe they are wrong. And I feel like sometimes people on social media can be like, nah, like, this is kind of just neglect the fact that they're trying to teach them instead of just kind of like this getting on them and just calling yeah. them out and just making them feel like they're less than because their opinion doesn't correlate with theirs. Yeah. I think two things with social media. One, nowadays people don't know how to take criticism. Mm. You, you can't criticize somebody nowadays. You think, you think people are more soft because of people this? People are way more soft. But at the same time, you can't, with social media, you can't see where someone's coming from because it's all typed. Yes. Talking that, to somebody face to face, you can see, hey, I'm just trying to help you, you know what I'm saying, I'm not trying to hurt you in any way, but you need to do this, 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 and this. Right. And that way you'll get this result. For one, I've been through it, I know what I'm talking about, blase, blase. Um, as far as social media, you can type the same shit, but it come off a completely different way. Because everybody's going to take it a different way, because yeah. you can't really give off your intention 
and you can't really inflect the words you want to inflect mm-hmm. with social media, like you said, it's all tight. The second thing about social media, I think, is it's great and it's terrible. You find like-minded ideas. Mm-hmm. Or if you're seeking information, you're going to find whatever you're looking for. Yeah, you're able to control the answer. Yeah. If you're looking for fuck that nigga shit, you're going to find it. If you, if you look, if you look up something that says the sky is green, here's why. Somebody probably out there wrote or an article or something mm-hmm. saying the sky is green, so you're going to find it. You're that. going to find it. Plus, I think mentally it plays a role, especially with Twitter. If you're in a bad mood and you're looking through Twitter, mm-hmm. your tweets or actually you're just going to start reading just some negative shit. Yeah. If you're in a good mood, you're going to see some good shit. Right. Just That's how I feel. I'm not on social media all day, every day. I'm not a social media junkie. Hell, I'm hardly on social media. Yeah. Uh, I'm not present at all, as as much as I should be. You you, you get do you use those screen time notifications like every week? No. They like show you those weekly notifications. Mm-hmm. Mine, so I'll, I checked mine the other day. Mine was, it went up. It was like five hours, like low five hours, or like because I've been looking at shit, especially with like the movement that's going mm-hmm. on, and been looking at this shit. See, like I was that. deep into that when it first had happened. Yeah. But then I go, I got burned up. Yeah. Peter, I'm, I'm sorry. I did get burned up. I mean, it, it happens. We still support. I'm no, still supporting. For sure. For sure. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm very active. I'm supporting. I'm supporting petitions. I'm over oh, signing. Yeah. I'm over sharing shit. Like, I'm, I'm supporting still. Yeah. And if, I, if I'm if i on it and I see something, you know what I'm saying, I'm still. I'm like I'm over spreading shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I see what you're saying. Cause like, in, it's like in anything. You can get burnt out. Like, you, like we said earlier, too much anything is it's a bad, bad thing. thing. Like I don't think... Thing. Civil rights is a bad thing or anything like that. Mm. But I think to keep it fresh, sometimes you got to switch how you do things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm seeing the same thing of police brutality, police brutality, police brutality, police brutality, Which, police brutality. Okay, police I want to bring this up. So, what I like in terms of like just the media, when you think about it, because like even us talking about this, you, when you think about it, it's crazy. Because we're not. Against it, we obviously still supporting it, but as you see, as we're talking, we're kind of getting desensitized to it. Oh, for sure. And as and if you notice and really look at how, as as us being a part of the media, you see as if you are being told things enough, or if you're around it, and that's all you're being talked about. Eventually, you get desensitized. Like for instance, whether it be constant murders in your city, you get desensitized. It's like mm-hmm. It's an everyday thing or whatever. Or with coronavirus. You talk about coronavirus every day. Motherfuckers forget that it's going on. Yeah. Like, even now, motherfuckers get, like, it's going on. Now it's getting to the point where people are getting so desensitized to seeing protests taking place. Now, granted, maybe it's not as prominent in other cities, but especially here in Louisville, where people are... Uh, are unhappy because the uh, cops of Breonna Taylor are not arrested. Mm-hmm. We see protests still going on, but it's getting to a point that we probably like what, like three weeks in from mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So people are starting to get desensitized to the whole situation. And when you think about it, that's, that's crazy. And not to switch topics, go ahead. But to I guess ping pong, and we can hit it back another time. But. Sports. I think Kyrie has a really good point. Mm. Although I'm slightly burned out, I don't want to see sports take out because I know it's going to take away from from that. Yeah, I know if sports comes back, especially at a time where people are burned out and are tired of looking. I ain't gonna say they're tired of looking at it, but people are just 
burned out on it. They just want to breathe for a second and just get off social media for a little bit and just not look at it. They need a distraction. Yeah, so. and sports is going to be that distraction. Mm-hmm. And once sports comes back and it's going, it's a machine. You know what I'm saying? Once yeah. that train is, the first thing is going to start, and then once this gets going, there's no stopping that train. Yeah. And once I feel like the NBA and all of that comes back, like, what's the protest going to do? Obviously, they can incorporate that into the NBA, yeah. which I think would be an amazing idea of wearing T-shirts or, you know what I'm saying, having petitions signed or, you know what I'm saying, just something that's going to keep the movement going. Right. With sports, I think would be a great idea. But if you just bring sports back and there's nothing like that, it's going to get lost. And that's where I hope the players, because I talked about this on trade ball, I hope that's where the players can kind of like come to a compromise. Because like you said, I agree with what Kyrie's saying. Because a main thing, and I, I kind of want to get on into this show, and I'm glad you actually brought that point up. A, a main thing that I've been feeling like, the only reason, and you like, I, I haven't seen too, much people, too many people talk about, some people have, not too many. The main reason why Black Lives Matter is so prominent right now. And there's such a focus on the police brutality that has been taking place in this country, which has been going on for years. I gotta agree. Decades. Decades. This shit been going on for decades. Like the first video recording of this that we can remember is like Rodney King in 1992. Mm. That's almost 20 years ago. 30 years ago. My my fault. 30 years ago. 30. The only reason that this is such, it's so magnified right now because of coronavirus. Because there's not too many distractions going on. Like you That's said, true. with sports, That's true. like with movies coming out. Like, there's not too many things to distract and you And people with. was looking for a way. Looking for ways to just get out of it and not even pay attention mm-hmm. to it. And that's that's a reason why this is, like, taking such a center stage in terms of me. Because not as many distractions. So, like you said, I can understand where Kyrie's coming from and saying that he doesn't want the NBA to come back or he doesn't want that distraction to come back and stop it. But as you also pointed to, they can use that platform to still send the message and bring awareness to the issue that's mm-hmm. going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, with the racial injustice going on, systemic racism, police brutality. They can use that platform because we've seen them done it before. If you go back to 2014 with the I Can't Breathe shirts, yeah. with Eric Garner and all the play, the, the shirts that the players were wearing, with Donald Sterling, when Allison first And I think the NBA would have to be the thing to do it because the NFL is obviously not going to. Yeah. The NFL clearly isn't going to do anything. Roger Goodell, he's, he's acting like he is now. But it's too late. They had Colin Kaepernick doing this and they blacklisted him from the league. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me shoot, let me shoot, it. Let me shoot this ahead. at you. Cause this is something that's I got been my on my bulletproof vest on. Hit me with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm strapped up. Come on. You ready? Come on. You ready? Hit me with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with it. Cause this is something I've been, I talked about and I mentioned it too. I didn't get into it as deep and I want to know somebody else's opinion. Now I'm not too educated on this, but I will. I'm not gonna shy away from giving my opinion. Go ahead, now go ahead, go ahead and give your opinion. I say this is a free, just shooting the show, like you're just shooting the breeze. So I feel, and I know other people have brought this to attention as well. I feel like now, and I'm, and I hope this ain't the truth, but I know it is the truth, and but I don't know if there's a way to kind of figure it out and kind of stop it. I feel like as we see with the NFL, right. like I said, they're not they're not as progressive as the NBA. Right. Of like, pe- like companies are using 
this movement as a marketing trend. For sure. For themselves. For sure. Because, as I point to, Roger Goodell now is supporting Colin Kaepernick, and he is now, like, understanding the reason why he kneeled. But four years ago, when Kaepernick even came out on multiple interviews and discussed the issue as to why he was even kneeling in the first place, and why he was protesting the way he was, and talked about how it was a, for police brutality, and how he even got confirmation from multiple service people about how him kneeling for the flag is not disrespectful towards the flag. And because of Goodell and other NFL owners' fear of people who felt like they were disrespecting the flag, mm. they felt it was, un, it was unpopular then to do that. But now, as I've said now, it's the popular thing to do because everybody is harping on this because of, oh, everybody's behind this movement now. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's, cool it's, the cool, it's the cool thing to do. So now we're going to go ahead and support I don't know people. if it's cool, but we, we see dollars. We do. We can and get some they dollars. They see money from it. But I want to say, I will say this is the mic and look at the camera. Uh, Maya Moore has one of the best basketball WNBA players yes. to ever play. For Minnesota Wings. Quit her team to for social injustice. She took off the 2019 so season. So I would, yep. yeah. And she's taking off the next season. Is she? Yeah. Yep. So uh, if you into Colin Kaepernick, you should definitely look into Maya Moore. Because she's definitely putting in the work as well. And Not to cut you off, but I, I feel like that. Oh no, go, we we hey, go ahead. That's we supporting them. WNBA players do not get enough shine. As Fuck they no. So yeah, and my, I think my WNBA Moore is amazing. She, she's actually like you said, she's one of the great WNBA players yeah, too. Amazing, she is amazing, amazing. One of the great WNBA players. Uh, but I mean, that's a different topic um, that we can segue to sometime later. Yeah, that just women and their respect as far as. I ain't gonna say it's equal to black lives, but women don't get nearly the respect that they deserve. Um, Hold on, we we talk about. I'm on. I'm on. Fill up, Jane. Keep talking. Go ahead. I'm still um, here. I'm ready to fill this. But up. I'm listening. Go ahead. I think at this point, yeah. Black lives going back to. Now I want to say going back to segueing or going back to, um, but when things get burned out. There needs to be some sort of switch that's not corny, that keeps you on topic, but just catches your attention just a little bit and shifts it a different way. So I think with music, you know what I'm saying? Because black people dominate almost every entertainment industry on the planet. You think so? Even sports still? Sport boxing. You boxing? Floyd? Floyd Mayweather? But I'm saying. Floyd? Black people dominate... Oh, these, black people. Yeah, black people okay, dominate I thought, I thought you said white people. No, fault. white people black own people. these industries. Black okay. people dominate these industries. Um, Go ahead. I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. But hearing I think, you. I mean, with all the money that we have out there, I hate to say, because I mean, this is a recurring topic. I don't hate to say this. Don't don't ever get me wrong. I don't hate to say this. But we need to invest in ourselves. Right. We, we have the money now. We have the resources now. We can definitely create our own boxing, create our own... NBA, create our own college basketball. You know what I'm saying? We already have HBCUs. We do have HBCUs. You see what Mikey Williams is I've talking about? I've seen that, and yeah. I'm super excited for that. I hope he, hey, that'd be, hey, that'd be monumental for him, a top player, a top could recruit. You, could, being in college, could you imagine being a top recruit at an HBCU in that college experience as opposed to going to a PWI? 
I, I graduated from a PWI. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I had I a mean, good time. I'm at a PWI right yeah. now. So trust me. Don't get me wrong. I had a good time. You know what I'm saying? But to be around, there was times where I felt like on campus, it's like, this is too Caucasian for me. Or I felt like I wasn't, I couldn't be as involved because there was nobody who looked like me who were involved in the things that I wanted to be involved, broadcasting being one of them. There's not too many black people in broadcasting. And if they are in broadcasting, they don't stay too long. You know what I'm saying? They in the door and out the door. Well, I don't know how it is at UK. UK. So Western. It's intriguing that you said that. Cause I go to PWI as well. I'm currently there. Well, you just got before you answer this question. Could you imagine being a top recruit basketball at an HBCU and just being in that environment as opposed to being in the environment of a PWI? Granted, you're still gonna have fun being a top recruit going to any. You gonna have hell fun going to any college, man. Cause HBCUs are wild. Like, especially if you're a top recruit. Like this at the bat for a basketball team. And then this is nothing they've never seen before. You have nothing but the support of your own people there. You play with people who look like you. Your coaches probably look like you. Mm-hmm. Your crowd is nothing but people that look like you instead of playing the crowd where it, there's people that don't look like mm-hmm. you. It's, it'll be wild. I, I, it's, it, it'd be crazy. And that's something, as Mike Williams po- pointed out, and that's kind of being talked about more. Like, even with, like, the NCAA allowing, like, these players getting their likingness and stuff, we kind of turn this into the sports show just a little bit. Just a little bit. That's fine. We'll segue back we'll, to we'll, it. We'll, we'll segue. We'll segue. back a little bit. It's okay. But, like, yeah. this them to be able to get paid off their likingness, it's, you, like you said, it's, it's in the play, it's in the power of these players to just make that decision for them to do that. So, where they think the colleges have all this power, these players actually have more. They power. have all the power. They have all the power. They make these they make these colleges. Yeah, these schools would be Duke would be nothing without their the players, players that went UK there. UK wouldn't be nothing without Kansas. All mm-hmm. these big without major programs. the players who went there. It's because they help build the brand. Like mm-hmm. these schools didn't become the schools they are now because of the school itself. It's because of the players that exactly. went there. Kansas became big because. Will Chamberlain went there, and the guy that invented basketball, Joy Naismith, is from Kansas. North Carolina with Jordan. Duke. Jordan, Roy Williams as the coach. Duke, Coach Krasinski. Michigan Fab Five. Michigan Fab Five. UK, UK Coach Calipari, Coach Rupp. Like, all, this, all these people. It's just the, it's literally just the people. And that's, and it goes with anything in life. When you think of UK, you don't think of the school president. We think of WK, you, you don't think of Jerry Ransdale or Timothy Gaboni? Hell You don't no. think of these people. I don't, I don't think about Elo Capilouto when I think about UK. I think about fucking basketball. Hell yeah. Dude, John. Whoa. Whoa you you John, think of that shit. Whoa, John, you don't whoa. think of the academics. You don't think of none of that. You don't think about none of that shit. You think about sports. You think nothing about Alabama. You think about whoever runs down there. When you think Alabama, you think Nick, Nick Saban. Saban. You think about Nick Saban. You think about Ohio State. You think about fucking Meyer. You think about him. Yeah. I've got it. I've got his person. Hey, it's okay. Urban, Urban Meyer. I'm saying this motherfucker getting to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> motherfucker getting to it. But yeah, I think, like you said, the players definitely have all the power. I think the NBA showed that with LeBron going, LeBron going to the Heat changed the NBA dynamic because he gave the power to the players. Yeah, they did. He Before did. it was like, all right, we draft you. You stay here long term. If we don't like you, we'll get rid of you. You work for us. Yeah. Now it's like 
y'all work for me. Y'all yeah. take care of me. NBA is a more is a more players friendly association yeah. compared to other leagues, especially like NFL, which but, is a more owner dominated. Definitely, league, way more owner dominated. I didn't league. learn about player tags until. Woo! That's some fucked up shit. Guaranteed contracts, non-guaranteed dollars. Like the NFL, I don't talk about NFL as much on my show because I'm I'm more into basketball. Mm-hmm. But this past season, I've been more into football and been paying attention more into it and in depth. But think like this football is crazy. And when you think about like just the stuff they put their bodies to, mm-hmm. like just the amount of pain compared to like you see how NFL players retire earlier than what basketball players do. And it's the trauma it has on them t- on them long term. Yeah. Whether it be like just mentally or physically, like it has a long term effect on them. And for them to even get paid, the way they get paid, not guaranteed dollars. When I heard about player tax and while Russell Wilson was like boycotting playing, man, what? And what? even with that Prescott right now on my on my Cowboys, he ain't even signed his deal yet. Did they tag him? Nope. They okay. there there's this talks they trying to tag him this summer, but they still trying to work out a deal with him because he's coming off his rookie deal. Yeah. And they still ain't got. And if they tag him, they ain't really got to pay him all that money that he yeah. deserves. Yeah. And that's fucked up because that's crazy. Crazy. That's Asinine. crazy. Asinine. <laughs> Asinine. That's a nine. That's a ten. That's an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Obviously, I feel like there needs to be some sort of balance. The players, the inmates can't run the asylum. Not saying that players are the inmates, but just for this reference. Don't, don't say that, kid. Yeah, we we live in a social media world. We're calling you. players inmates, and the <laughs> owners are guards. And there's, I thought, bro, we was just talking about that shit, man. Don't be, calling, don't be saying shit. Watch it. What you saying, I, I, I stand on what I say. So if y'all going to come at me, I stand on that. You can't let the inmates run the asylum. Like, I'm But not, you don't actually mean they're inmates. I'm not, I don't actually mean I mean that in a definitely oh. Analogy sense. Using analogy Yes. Um, but clearly, the players can't do whatever the fuck they want to do. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Correct. It has to be some order and discipline. Yeah. But it has to be a compromise in which the players and the owners like come to agree. They have to coexist. They have to. They have to coexist. There has to be rules and regulations and roles and all of that. Right. You got to know your roles and you got to play it. You know what I'm saying? Give me the freedom to do whatever I want to do. Granted, you know what I'm saying? Oof. You're paying me, so I'm, I'm going to want to win a championship. You know what I'm, I'm going to want to do whatever you need me to do to get to the next step. Yeah. Because that's going to make me great. You know what I'm right. saying? We work in hand in hand. Um, but at the same time, don't give me all the freedom in the world because I'm going to get lazy. Right. So I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Why am I going to practice? I choose not to go to practice. Yeah. This, why, what? I'm the best player on this team. Why am I going to practice? Even though we're losing, we suck. Why the fuck am I going to practice? As we, I mean, that's like anything. It has to be some type of order. Yeah. Time. There has to be some sort of law and order. You know what I'm saying? And you know the crazy thing I've been thinking about, too, just going off that, kind of like taking it in, in, like, in the scale of just life and taking it out of sports. Just like this, the whole order just... This the whole like system of this discipline and order, like how you you want to operate in a society where everybody is equal and everybody has to like is everybody is like equal, like I don't know you just want to operate in a society where everybody is equal and like everybody I don't know but I I, I can't really expand on that mm-hmm. right now but in terms of like there has to be some type of 
discipline. There has to be some type of leadership, somebody there to control it and like not in a negative way to where it's like everybody like you have to like literally restrict people and yeah. like take away people's human rights. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like there has to be somebody to say or limit the amount of things checks and balances. Yeah, it has to be a checks and balancing like I'm getting drunk. No, yeah, you're good. As, as you can tell. But you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Like there has to be a check and balance. Like for example, the government, for example, as we learn throughout high school so many times, check the lines of checks and balances that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Legislation Checks judicial. the executive branch who checks the judicial branch. The judicial branch checks the like it's just, it has to be a check and balance. It's a revolving door. It's a revolving door. Like it's, it has to. It just has to be that way in order to, for people to function. Like some everybody has to be held accountable for that. Yeah. Basically, I finally got. It. I will say. I will say this. Not everybody's equal. I feel everybody's born equal. Um, but just because you play on a second grade basketball team don't mean that you deserve a, an award. Right. If you sat on the bench the whole time, what did you get an award for? What do you think about that? What, I don't. I don't. What do you think about participation awards? I don't agree. I you think, don't agree with it. I do and I don't. Right. I think people. I think recognition is a, a human nature type thing. You want to be recognized. Everybody. Has, has everybody everybody wants that. Everybody, everybody wants attention. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to distinguish people. Yeah. Why am I getting the same award for the dude who averaged zero points and I averaged twenty? Right. You know what I'm saying? I clearly, I ain't gonna say I worked harder than him. I clearly worked harder than him. So why are we? Why are we on equal? Yeah, we on equal, equal playing yeah. field when I'm clearly better. I'm than clearly him. better. Why are we the, the same? same? Yeah. So, I, so as it's interesting you bring it up because my generation, you you count as my generation too, but like I'm kind of a little upper up, but little, so yeah, same generation. Yeah, we, we're the same. I'm a tweener. You're between, between, like, millennial and, like, Gen Z. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you are. Yeah. So, in terms of, like, I know, for me, growing up, I was trash in basketball. Who? I was trash in basketball. Yeah. I was trash. I, I still am trash. Like, I'm not, I, I thought I was the coldest thing ever. And I have all these awards in my room. I ain't, I won probably, I don't know if I won ever even a change. I know I did it. Baseball. Baseball, I won. One session I made to the finals one time. I remember that. I know that. Basketball, trash. My remember one mm. season my team went we lost every game. I remember that one season. It was like I think it was O and A. But we still had awards. Like Which y'all should. You know what I'm saying? Y'all played a good season. Y'all all played hard. Oh and eight, good season. I feel like to go out there and lose eight games in a row and keep playing, you deserve an award for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give up. <laughs> that game. Never give a oh, total heart man. award goes to y'all. That bullshit. Man, we shouldn't got no damn award. I think y'all should have. Do I think y'all should have, you know what I'm saying, been happy about the award? <laughs> no, but something you can put on your wall and say, hey, I went 0 8. I never want to go 0 8 again. Something like that. But <laughs> we. <laughs> I think y'all deserve something like that. No. I, no? I don't know. Because, like, like, just going back to you, you said, why should. I, a team who went away, should get the same award as like a team that actually did good throughout the whole I'm season. I'm not saying y'all should get the same award. We should get some type of recognition. Some and some sort of recognition, yes. Because y'all played. As a, as y'all a y'all didn't quit. Yeah, yeah, y'all didn't quit. You know what I'm saying? But we tried. Yeah, y'all tried. And trying is counts so much. Because as you go through life, you see so many people who don't. You know what I'm saying? Who get in there, they do it a little bit, they suck. <laughs> 
And or they have potential to be good, they just don't try. There's many people who have hella potential. Just oh, don't fucking oh, try. garbage. Huh? I was garbage. Remember that? Do, you, I, do I think you should have gotten an award? Yes. I, you, I, it you takes, remember, do you remember you came to my game? You saw it. I scored my first point this season. I remember this. You know how many points I scored that season? That's the only time I scored that whole season. I was going to say, probably that was the only point. <laughs> you know, probably your only point. <laughs> I scored two points a whole season. Garbage. I did not deserve an award. I think you did. To go 0-8, Kendall, and to not quit means a lot. And I'm sure there were times when that you wanted to quit. Like, fuck this shit. I did, but I like playing basketball. Yeah. I like I like playing. I, I may be trash. I'm better now. I ain't that garbage now. I'm better now, but I'm 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 trash. I just like playing it for fun. You it's deserve fun. an award. Yes. It's fun. It's a fun sport to play. You definitely deserve an award. Now, do you deserve MVP? Do y'all deserve to have an MVP on y'all's team? Dude. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> no, you gotta win. You gotta do you something. You gotta win. Man. You gotta do something now. Um, but I think killing people's dreams leads them to their dream. Like, you think so? Yeah. Like, if you think you're gonna be going to the NBA, or I'm not gonna say that because that's actually, fuck it. If you think you're going to the NBA, or you think you're gonna be the next Jay Z, or, you know what I'm saying, the next big anything, and you right. suck. People need to tell you you suck. Like, hey man, this ain't for you. This, Ooh, this maybe ah, oh, I understand you like music, or I understand that you like sports. Maybe there's another job in that because there's hella jobs in the field of sports. There's hella jobs in the field of music. There's hella jobs in the field of whatever you want to do. Right. Just because you want to rap, don't mean you should rap. Just because you want to be in the NBA, don't mean you should be in the NBA. Somebody needs to tell you you suck. So yeah. let me, so let me, let's hop on this subject now. Let's hop on to this. Let me talk, let's talk about this. So, because as, as I'm growing older and as I'm learning, as I'm realizing my potential, my abilities and other people's abilities around me, mm-hmm. how do you feel about, like you said, like you saying how basically if somebody's not good at something, tell them they're not good. But what if that person doesn't recognize? Because eventually, because you got to think, some people aren't able to disseminate and realize that maybe I'm not good in this skill. Because some people can get caught up in seeing maybe somebody else participating in this. And like, maybe, oh, I can do this. It's easy. I can rap. It's easy. I can try and Mm -hmm. do it. Or I can play basketball. It's easy. I can do it. Or I can start a pocket. It's easy. I can do it. But it's not really their skill. How, what do you think about people? Because everybody, like, everybody has a talent. I am a believe that everybody is special in something. That's why I have gifted tattoos right here, because everyone has a gift. Everybody has a, I'm literally, I am of the mindset that everybody has a talent in something. I don't believe people are just, like, I don't want to, I don't, yeah, I don't think people would, like, I don't want to believe that, because that's kind of fucked up the thing. And I feel like we all are special in something. We, some people are smarter than others. Some people are more physically gifted than others. I'm no. like somebody are, are gifted in, in other stuff. But how do you feel about people who feel like they should go down a certain career path, but they're not as good in it, but they refuse or neglect to see that maybe, hey, I'm not good at this. How do you feel or like just what is your opinion about that? I don't... Drake said something that really, really resonated with me, and mm. it's going to... Uh, contradict what I'm about to say. Talk to me. Don't ever take advice that was great advice. 
And yeah. if you really believe that, you know what I'm saying, I can do this, who am I to tell you you can't do that? You know what I'm, I'm, I'm no gatekeeper to whatever the fuck you're trying to get to. Yeah. Don't listen to me. You know what I'm saying? But if you see signs of, hey, you know, I only scored four points or mm-hmm. I'm averaging fucking two, then two rebounds, right. and I'm playing 36 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Clearly, that's not going to get me to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? This dude's dunking all on me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe there's something else I can be doing. You, I feel like the person has to realize that, and you have to bust their balls. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? You have to. If somebody is bad at something, I feel like you got to tell them. Hey, you you gotta tell I'm them. not saying you can't do this, but the way you're going about it. Now, this is me being J. Cole in the no-name sense. I'm not saying you can't do this, but you're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. And if you want to be where you want to be, you got to put in a whole lot more work. You got to put it in those long hours. You, you have to dedicate yourself but to what you're trying to do. This, this also goes back to what we was talking about earlier, how people especially in this day and age, are more sensitive. Because you can tell somebody something like that. Yeah. But they might take it the wrong way and be like, what you mean? I ain't good at this. Nah, bro. Fuck you. You're some bullshit. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't, you don't, nah, I'm good at this. I'm great. Blah, 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 this and that. But you know what? Right after that, they're going to sit and think. They're going to go home. They're going to be mad as hell. Man, right. Fuck you. Keep you don't know what the fuck you talking about. Blase, blase, blase. And then they're going to go home, they're going to lay in their bed, and they're going to reflect on what it, whatever it is they want to do. And they're going to come back and be like, hey, you know, maybe you was right. Or maybe it might still be, well, fuck Keith. I'm going to prove Keith wrong. And in that sense, I want to see everybody succeed. I, that's my thing. I don't ever want to see nobody doing bad, worse, anything. I've seen the worst of the worst. I've lived the worst of the worst. I don't want nobody to do that. I right. want to see everybody succeed. You know I'm what I'm saying? Well, why not? But me telling you you suck at something ain't me trying to hurt you. But granted, somebody saying that might. Because that's the easy hey, way to take that conversation. Sometimes we need that. For sure. Sometimes people need that. Like, I know I kind of got that push in the butt recently from uh, from my brother. And, like, just kind of just pushing me in the right direction. Kind of, like, just kicking me in my ass and saying, like, hey, get on your shit. Like, some, some people mm-hmm. are receptive of that type of criticism and that type of, like, just... Awareness being brought to like, hey, maybe you're not going about this the right way. You should like do this. Do you think it takes a relationship to get that though? Like some dude just randomly on the street. Granted, you you might take it, but just speaking from the common man here, say somebody like, hey, you suck this. I'm gonna get another one. Don't worry about it. (laughs) No, now I feel peer pressure. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the I'm on the second cup. I'm on the second cup, as you can see. By I the was way. drinking before you got here. By the way, I, I was drinking before I even came over. That's fine. I'm just saying you, at, you did this. Good, cause you ain't drinking like I'm drinking. As you can see by the way I'm talking, cause I guarantee when I go back and watch this, and I go back and mess with the audio and the video, cause I know people have told me this. When I get drunk, and I know, and I can tell right now, my accent come out even more. Like I just act more of a damn fool. Like, I don't talk like it's normally on my on my show. That's how you know I'm fucking fucked. That's how you know I'm fucking fucked up. What are you over there doing? I had some vodka because you know what I'm saying? I'm a vodka drinker. You will like drink it like, like a little girl. Call it what you want, bro. I, I, I like what I like. I stand on that. I like what I like. I like drinking a lot. Drink some of that double O. 
County, Kentucky, double O. It's my first time trying it. It was actually pretty good. Big fan of Woofer Reserve. Maybe you all should sponsor me someday. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Woofer Reserve, though. Strong as alcohol. If you ain't 21, don't drink. I ain't drink that much. I ain't drink it all. Uh, no. Actually, don't remember yourself. I didn't drink at all before you were 21. You are, yeah. You didn't drink at all. I wasn't as interested in drinking anyways before I turned 21. I ain't gonna cap you. That's the truth. That's really the truth. I wasn't as interested in drinking. Now I'm 21. I'm like, let's get a drink. Let's drink. Let's okay. take a shot. Um, but going going back to what we were just talking about. Man, I was actually gonna switch topics. Uh, you gonna switch topics? You was, you were saying a good point before you walked what was I saying? on. That. What did I say? You weren't even fucking listening to me. <laughs> Bro, I'm drunk, bro. You can't. I, I'm not mad. That it's was a drunk episode. Oh, bro. we were talking about um, accountability and like building a relationship with someone yeah. telling you. So how much a relationship, Matt? Thank you. How much a relationship matters in terms of like somebody telling the opinion based on you? Relationship, a relationship does matter. It is. A relationship does matter because, like you said, if some random Joe on the street came up and said something, maybe you won't take it as much as like your closest friend said, but. I don't know. I think it also depends. Because I feel like if a random person saying it and enough people say it, then maybe you should take it into consideration. Right. Excuse me. If it's like a one person out of ten that's saying it, then I don't fucking... I mean, at some point, it could be your competition saying it just to get you out of the race. That's what I'm saying. It all just depends on how how many times are you really hearing it. Because you're going to have your haters. If you're doing something good, you're gonna have your head. You're gonna have somebody. Social media? Oh my god. Go back to what we were saying earlier. You're gonna have somebody always saying, like, nah, you ain't good at this. You fucking you fucking suck at this. You never be great, blah, blah, blah. You're gonna have somebody saying that. That's because they're not good at it. So they don't want anybody else to be good at it. As they're expressing their insecurity. Yeah. So you you have people like that. But like I said, if it's enough people saying it, can it also be true? Cause let's take for example, which is something I never really understand because I don't really be embedded with the shit to really get into it as deep as everybody else. Russ, for example, the artist Russ. Okay. It's popular to hate him. But can you really say he really sucked? I heard a, a few interviews from him, and it was he seems to me like a decent guy. He don't, like, he, I, I actually, I ain't listen to his music, so I can't really talk and be like, oh, uh, yeah, that's why everybody hate him. Cause I never really listened. To I can honestly say I've never heard a bad Russ song. So you listen to him? I, heard, I, I, don't, I, heard, I don't listen to him. I heard like one or two songs by him. I want you to all of myself. You don't need nobody else. That's not Russ. That's not Russ. That's not Russ. It is Russ. I'm selfish. It's I not Russ. All of myself. I don't think that's Russ. I think that's Russ. Russ is. Um, I think it's one. That, I think it's song with Days Loaf. I know he does. But I think that's one of his songs too. I want you to all of myself. It's not Russ. Maybe. Where's the I, phone? I, my, the phone's recording. Your phone. I don't know what my phone. I've never. I if I don't respond to your text or answer your call, I never know where my phone Keys is. He is bad with that shit. He this ain't my capping. Pocket. I he didn't even know. He is not capping. Wow. This ain't even. Wow. This ain't even me wow. being drunk. Me being sober, I wouldn't wow. know where my phone is. Wow. This phone was in his pocket the whole time. 
This this sounds. And you tell me you couldn't even you didn't even recognize this in your phone. Didn't know it was in my phone. Okay. I want you all. It might not be him. I could be wrong. I ain't really listen to him. But that's beside the point. But this is in terms yeah. of why these how people hate on him. It's popular to hate Russ, but is it is it really because he's bad or are people it's just being rock? Huh? He's being rock. It's being rock. You know the fuck that thing is. I met that man, and I. And <laughs> you don't even know that man's songs. <laughs> I know some of his songs. Cause a, cause a girl messed before put me on there, so I know I know a couple of songs. Mm. But damn man, it's being rock. Now you said that is. I, I knew it wasn't Russ. What is Russ's song? Russ yeah, got a good song. He had a big song. I forget. I heard it. It's great. I heard it. I know it is. I saw the video to it and everything. But it's like, but like, I go into the point. I'm saying, like, people would choose. It's popular to hate Russ because it's just that's the thing. It's just hate to just to hate Russ. Mm. But can you? Or can anybody? Like, can you say you listen to some of the songs? Can you say? That Russ actually deserved the criticism that he received. No, I mean I was my favorite artist is Wale, and people hate Wale. People hate Wale. I don't people know why. hate Wale. I don't know why. Really and why. he is amazing. It his haters got to me some point where it's like, man, is Wale really this good? Mm. You know I me. Mean? I always go to bat for Wale though. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, he's top five, top ten all time for sure. For you. In general, fuck for me. He's top ten in general. He's top ten. Top ten. I think he deserves to be in the same conversations as Kendrick and J Cole. Are you going based? Are you going based off pure lyrics, or is it like just pure like just rats? Or are you going? Because I know people they'll add in like album sales, impact no, on I'm the going, game of rap. I'm going for one. He's I ain't gonna say. Anything. I was saying, are you going based off just pure lyrics? Lyrics, lyrics. You, 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 you can have, you can have an argument. If you're going based off pure lyrics, album you can have an no. argument. Album sales, no, he wouldn't be a. Uh, that's, that's what I'm saying, because you got to accommodate album sales. But what do, do album sales really dictate how good an artist is? There's going to be a great artist who doesn't sell any music, but he is amazing. Just because people don't know who he is. But look at it like this too, because you can say that, but. Album sales kind of do help that because take Kendrick for example, take Black Youngster for example. Black, but Black Youngster don't have the same album sales as Kendrick Lamar. He don't. He doesn't because Kendrick Lamar is so great that you just can't help to have his music any and everywhere because he's so great. When you get to a point, Drake, another example. Drake is so Drake's great. Drake's an anomaly. He's an, Drake's an anomaly. But he's so great. Kendrick, People J. Drake Cole, Cole, Travis Scott. You I would I would put, L- I would L- put Wale over Travis. Oh yeah, I'll, if, if you talk about as I'm saying in terms of lyrics, okay. But if you add, as I'm saying, if you add everything like album sales, impact, cause Kanye, tours. like tours, Kanye West, Jay, like all these people, if you I add mean, all those factors, then he can't be talked in. But pure lyrics, pure music, music pure, alone, no business, no nothing. No, no, no. If you talk pure lyrics. You can have an argument about that. You can have an argument because Wale's lyrics is cold. Like I said, I was listening to his before we talked. I was talking about how it says EP. I listened to his EP. It's straight. It's Imperfect Storm. I fuck with it. I fuck with Imperfect Storm. I do. This one song on there, I probably didn't like as much. Was his last song on on there? Burning else, I fuck with. This nigga sampled the Cha Cha Slide. Killed it. Turned up. Killed it. Turned up. Oh, uh, sampled the Cha Cha Slide. But I think Wale is one of those people who. Let social media dictate his music. As far as mm. 
know what I'm saying? You're not making this type of music. You got to do this if you want to be hot. Right. He's going to go and chase that to be hot as opposed to just build having his core and just building out that way. Kind of like how J. Cole did, how Kendrick did. They never really changed their sound. They just kind of added to it. You know what I'm saying? But, and one thing is why I really fuck with Wale. He's versatile. Don't get me wrong. He is versatile. One reason why I really fuck with Wale because, like, he has expressed how, like, this has affected him as a person. Because it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. How, basically, like, social media can play, well, we, I don't even really discuss it, but kind of... It kind of blends in what we talking about earlier. How social media kind of play a part in you as a person. It kind of dictates you because he was worried about chasing. Because you got to think, Wally came from a class of J. Cole. He was in the Drake. same way. Drake, Kendrick, Big Sean. You got to think. Yeah, he was all the, these art with Khalifa. All these artists is outselling him. He came up with these niggas. He came up with them at the same time. And he's just as good. Just as good. Like, Wale's not trash. I don't think he's trash. I don't. Like, everybody has bad albums. Like, yeah. he, he's not trash. But you let the common person tell you why they fucking sucks. You let the common... But you got... And that's the point. He let people... Like, he let people kind of dictate his career. And that's why I kind of fuck with him because he kind of... He expressed it. He, he expressed it. it. He acknowledged it. it to where he knows that, like, I did kind of let people, like, fuck with me because, like, oh, y'all want to fuck with this shit, so I'm trying to give y'all this shit. So he's like, he expressed how he, how he was pandering to the crowd. And that's why I kind of like people now in this day and age. People that are more open and are more willing to express themselves mm. as a person. Because you kind it's, it's kind of hard to see people just kind of just express and be as open. Like, yeah, I did this because I felt this way because somebody said this about me. Or this has been lingering in my mind. Blah, blah, blah. It's... And that's why I kind of fuck with him because it shows that he's more, he's human. Yeah. He's, he definitely shows his vulnerability. His, he, his heart is definitely on his sleeve. His, his heart is definitely on his sleeve. I fuck with him because of that. And I don't know, I feel like what he talks about in his music isn't the, like, you know what I'm saying? Some shit people want to talk about. Yeah. Like, the album about nothing was him talking about going through depression and him dealing with fame and all of that and having a miscarriage. You know what I'm saying? People don't want to hear about that. But if you're a real Wale fan, like, that one about nothing was fucking amazing. I think it's his best album. Yeah. Nah. Wow, that's crazy. You think Wild's crazy is good. Wild, that's crazy. Wild, that's crazy is good. Nah, you ain't capping on that. Wild, that's crazy is good. And that's about relationships. And people ain't really into relationships now. Love ain't really a thing that people really talk about. Stop recording. What happened? What happened? I mean, the audience is going. Uh, Keep going. But love ain't really a topic people want to talk about or listen to nowadays. You know what I'm saying? What? Uh, But the album about nothing, I mean, uh, Wild That's Crazy was all about that. And that's who Wally is. And his little poetic flows and his little nuances were shown all throughout that album. Tan Tan was dope because he had Seinfeld. You know how hard it is? Netflix couldn't even get Seinfeld to put their show on there. But he yeah. got this man on the album. Like, that's groundbreaking. And there's not one bad song on the album about nothing. Yeah. Not one. I mean, you might skip it a couple, but if you listen to the whole album, it's a dope album. So, I want to break this. For some reason, I think because my iCloud storage got full 
the video is not recording. I'm recording eight minutes of it. But we've been talking every hour, so I'm gonna keep this audio version. That's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it too. I fucking don't care. I really don't. This one, cause we've been having a great conversation. I think it's been fun. Yeah. Save me time and post it in any way. I ain't got fucking yeah. cut everything up. Hell yeah. But it's just fun just to get it out and just do. But continue on. Um, but I don't know. Wale, I believe if there was a Mount Rushmore, he would definitely be on my Mount Rushmore. On oh, yours? Yes. I got my Instagram. I got my social media handle from him. I got the tattoo on my arm from him. Like I was listening to a song from. I was listening to the first song of the Curse of the Gifted actually. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. I Wale, I, so Wale, and he tweets maybe. me sometimes, so it's cool. He does. Wale, cool. We actually met him too. We, we did him. meet him. We did meet him. Wale's cool people, and it's crazy because I, I, um, I he's heavy on my playlist for my workout. Is it still going? Oh yeah, it's, just, it's still going. This it's just still going. Okay, I am still going. I'm I'm low-key pissed about the video, but fine. Fine. there'll be more videos to come. I mean, more videos to come. You're closer to me now, so I can reach in. And have to pull up on you. So I, you can. Yeah. You can. But Wale, I don't get what I was saying about it. Okay, I will ask you a question. Talk to me. Do you think music dictates mentality? So in terms of, like, does music kind of play a big part in a person's personality? Yes. Yes. Because I think everybody wants to what they can relate to. Right. Like, for me, for for instance, I I fuck with some quote-unquote hood rap. I fuck with some. But there's some I'm not, like, I don't listen to Rod Wave. I don't listen to Lil Durk constantly. I, I fuck with, I, I have respect for Lil Durk. I heard some of his songs. I have respect for him. I'm not gonna listen to them constantly. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna listen to certain artists. Right. But I feel like yes, music do have a it does have a effect on people's personality because when you look at music, it's a great indicator of just how a person just acts because it, it music is a way to express yourself. Right. So the type of music kind of expresses who you are as a person, like just creatively, mentally, or emotionally. Maybe even physically, because like when you think about it, like for me, for example, I'll listen to hip hop, rap. I'll You're s- very diverse with your music. You know what? Crazy thing is about that. I I you may think that I think I am a little bit diverse, but there's some other music I really haven't even touched. For real, like for example, my girlfriend's in music. Some of my music I'm not as receptive to. Is that because she, it hasn't? Like me listening to Nip. Nip is. You know what I'm saying? Wale, I say Wale is huge to me. Right. But that's only because I found Wale before I found Nip. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? Nip is Mount Rushmore as well. He would be the biggest face on Mount Rushmore. For yeah. Me. Whereas it, it would used to be Wale. Um, J. Cole would be on that as well. But, I don't know. Um, Nip is like... I don't know. Before I started listening to Nip, it was hard to listen to him. Because that West Coast loud music really wasn't accustomed to my ears yeah. or my brain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, hearing him, it hurt. You know what I'm saying? It hurt to hear him in my... I couldn't... My brain couldn't decipher the beat from the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So, it was just like, just loud music just going. <laughs> and then one day, I was in the shower because I listened to the music every day I'm in the shower. It just clicked. 
And, and I heard everything that he was saying. Same thing happened with Smino. Masego was kind of easier because he's jazz. I'm, I'm, my brain's familiar with jazz. You are, yeah, jazz. you are very familiar with jazz. I can hear yeah, the jazz bro. music versus the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, can distinguish the two. He's in there dead, too. Um, <laughs> but for that West Coast, like loud thug shit, I couldn't, I couldn't, but right. then it clicked and it was like, yeah, cool. I agree with everything this man's saying. Then I start watching interviews and everything like that. But initially I couldn't hear him. You wasn't as receptive to him. Yeah. Cause I couldn't hear him. Cause I didn't, you weren't used, like you said, you weren't used to him. Yeah. So you do you think to. that's. What your issue is with her music, or you think it's just like you just need connecting with it because of what they're talking about? Some music I can't, like for instance, like she listens to some a lot of old school music, and I've been receptive to it. Like my parents is old, as mm-hmm. you know, and I've listened, I have been receptive to that music. I know a lot of like old school R&B and hip hop and stuff like that. I mean, she's more like she's more old school R&B. I know it, I know the song, mm-hmm. but I'm not actively going out of my way to just. Listen to it mm. constantly. You're not trying to actually consume it. I'm not actually consuming I got if she plays it, I don't know. I'm like, oh yeah, I know this song. Mm. But it's not like actually I'm not actually like looking for these songs. But there's also other like new artists and like new songs and new people she listen to yeah. now. But I'm not really as aware of them as I am like the other music. And like you said, it sounds weird to me because I call music soft. Cause a lot of like guitars, like soft guitars. You seen that? Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of like soft guitar, but a lot of like to soft music. I listen to it in classic rock. I do, but sometimes like I do. For me, and for me, I'll explain this. So for me, when I listen to music. At times, the music I listen to is an expression of how I'm feeling, my emotion. Mm-hmm. That's not how I kind of base the type of music I'm listening to. Like, I'm not going to wake up and listen to just any type of music. I wake up usually with a song in my head that I thought about the night prior. Or there's, like, a song that I just thought about that's been in my head, stuck, like, it's stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Or it's, like, me getting up, trying to get ready and get up, like, type music. Yeah. You feel me? Or, like, when I go to work out, I start... <laughs> I start talking music I'm playing because I'm trying to generate this emotion. So I base my music basically off of my emotion. So for her, it's like, yeah, I don't mind it sometimes. Like, I'm like, all right, it's whatever. It's cool. This is a good time. But all the time, nah. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I don't want her that. Sometimes I want, I want her that loud 808. I want her some loud bass. You want some shit to hit I want, you. I want motherfuckers boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Talking about some shit. Talking about, yeah. I want to hear Young Thug well on the beat. I want to hear motherfucking Pushy T talking about pushing cocaine. I want to hear some shit like mm-hmm. that sometimes. Yeah. I don't want to hear soft guitars, Pink Floyd. I want to hear yeah, that sometimes. Yeah. It's just it's a certain time. Do you think, because, I mean, E, she listens that music is great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love her music. But the fact that she wants to, I mean, this might be me being a, I think this is just every boyfriend. But the fact that she wants to listen to it, and I just, I want to listen to my music at this point right yeah. now. I'm not hearing whatever the fuck they saying. Right. I want to listen to what I want to fucking listen to. Right. So that kind of puts me off too. Not saying her music is bad, because I mean, she got great taste when I am listening to it. You know what I'm saying? That's some good shit. This is just, motherfucker, I want to hear Rick Ross right now. I you want to hear your shit? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, Trust me, I feel you. Like like you said, I, sometimes I want to hear my own shit. I want to hear your shit yeah. right now. I want to hear my shit. Yeah. 
So you think that plays a role as well? It does, and it, it plays a big major role. If you role. stumble across her music on your own, yeah, you would. Cause like I said, there are songs I know, and I, I'm like, oh yeah, I know the song. It's, it's a good song. Or there might be song. That's a song for me on my Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, hey, reasons for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, so, September. Oh, of course. I mean, that's like the popular song. It's damn what it's called. I think uh, Ever Wonderful, Be Ever Wonderful mm-hmm. by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's my favorite song. And I'm a fucking ignorant. I Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire is ignorant. That's what I say. I know them. I I respect mm-hmm. it, but like I said, I don't want to hear it all the time. Right. But there's like songs like "Be Ever Wonderful." I'm like, hold on, it's my way hitting. I might even need to go ahead and listen to this on my own, motherfucker. You feel me, dog? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's it's there are songs like that, but it's like uh, I, like you said, sometimes I want to hear my shit. Yeah. I'm in the mood to hear this. I don't want to hear that right now. Yeah. You feel me? I want to hear somebody selling. Drugs I want to hear motherfucking talking about play. I want to hear some loud 808s. I want to hear a motherfucking good melody. I want to hear this shit. Like, I want to hear a hard bass, especially like today. Riding down with the top down, windows down, hot, something like it is right now. Mm. I want to ride. I want to hear some hard bass. I want to hear a motherfucker talking some shit yeah. right now. I'm riding through the hood and whatnot. I want to hear a motherfucker talking some shit. I don't want to hear no. Plus, oh my god, can you imagine windows down, music all the way up? I like that type of music, but like you, is there a certain, there's a certain time and there's certain emotions because that's how, that's how I feel. Music just generates certain emotion from me. So there's a certain emotion I want to feel during that time. I'm going to listen to music that generates type mm-hmm. of emotion. You feel me? And I think environment plays a role too. Where it I'm does. at dictates what I'm listening to. Right. You know what I'm saying? It does. It, it, it really does. I'm glad you said that. Because that's a great point. Because like I said, where I was in the hood, riding through the hood early, I want to hear a certain type of music. Mm-hmm. If I'm riding through the countryside with the sun setting, I want to hear a certain type of music. If I'm riding through the beach, I want to hear a certain type of music. music. Yeah. It's, the environment plays different a music big music gives you different part. vibes. It plays a big part. Big part. But when I'm in the shower, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's a hard decision. Oh, yeah. Which playlist do I want to listen to in the shower today? And I really just be sitting there pondering, like, am I feeling this one? Yeah. Am I feeling this one? Or uh, I can go with this one. Then I end up making a whole new playlist just for the shower. And then, you know what I'm saying? Me, when it comes to me in the shower, I just I go based off either a song I heard in my head, or it's just like one song I'm listening to, and I just either. I, Pick a song next to us, let the album play through. Mm. I was let the album play. But you real big on like letting the album play through. I could like here's my thing on that. So let me. So I get I I never understand people who don't listen to albums from top, top to, to bottom. bottom. They don't First understand. play through or just every time they listen to the not album. Not every time. I understand not every time. You ain't got to because I don't do that every time. I don't listen yeah. to album all the way through every time. Just like first playthrough, or just trying to understand what the artist is trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there are some artists who put out albums that are not meant to be played from top to bottom. It's just it's, it's, it's a compilation of songs, so you can just there's no real order. It's not a story to it, so it mm-hmm. don't really matter. I understand that, but me, I've just been so stuck on like if an album comes out, I'm listening to it from top to bottom, mm-hmm. or I want to feel this story, so I'm gonna listen. This song and then this song after it. I'm big on. I it. think that's what makes now. It does. 
It does, because it's like the artist curated this like these songs to go and play after each other for a reason. Mm. So I want to feel and understand why they what, wanted it this way. Exactly. Why they felt this way. Why they're thinking about old like just their mindset. Like for instance, Astroworld. You think about it as the way it's curated. It's really a roller coaster type of ride. Like the first three songs, Stargazing, Curacao, Sycamo, Hard Hit. Mm-hmm. Then you go to six, then you go to RP Screw, Stop Trying to Be God, kind of mellow it down, and you just go right back. It's, it's really like a roller coaster mm-hmm. ride of life. Like I, I you know, want was to the express. concert the same way. It or was, was the concert just kind of. It was. It was like it, like you started off hype. You he comes out, it's starting off hype, build it back down, mellow it out, play some good melodic songs, some good like album type tracks that don't get played on the radio but like good songs that everybody know and bop with mm. bring it back up like it's I like that I like experiencing that that's why I like kind of play albums the way I do now like I never understood and I kind of <laughs> I see people talk about it like you know I say oh if you do this I'm judging you like people play albums for the first time and shuffle it just I'm that's that's that's, that's a judge I'm, I'm sorry I'm judging people that do that cause that's weird cause you don't know music at that point, if, you, like if you listen, if your first instinct is to go to an album and shuffle it, you you've never experienced music the way it's supposed to be experienced. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's a disrespect to the artist. It's kind of like food. Like you know the saying, if you get a food from a chef, it's assaulting to put a different type of season like salt and pepper on mm. it because you're disrespecting the chef's cooking. It's kind of like that with music. You listen to music. And you over there shuffling through the songs that listening to top to bottom. You disrespecting what the artist is putting mm-hmm. out. Because they put it this way for a reason. Right. And like, there's the process of making an album is so long. So long. You know what I'm saying? A good album is so long. Yeah. A good album, it takes so long to make. So, would you say you're more of a conceptual album or more of a playlist type album? A conceptual. You like conceptual? I like, I like albums with a story. Okay. I like albums with a story. I don't mind. <clears throat> Albums with it, like the kind of playlist I like. For instance, Young Thug, so much fun. That's not a story behind so much fun. I mean, you can make a story and say the album is about him having fun because a lot of fun and oh, thrilling so songs on there. And Young Thug is just going through his vocal range and just testing the shit out, and it's all cool and stuff. But and it like it goes into the theme of so much fun. But like in terms of like a real story, that's nothing there. Right. That's nothing there. It's not the J Cole twenty. No, it's it's nothing there. But it's cool though. It's still good. Mm. Like it's still a good album. Like I think that's probably one of the best albums of 2019, 2019, To be honest with you. The Frank Ocean. I mean, not the Frank Ocean. The, Young, Thug. Young Thug. One. I think it was one of the best albums of twenty nineteen. But it, and there's no story to it. It's literally so much. It's literally just good songs and it's fun songs. Do you think? Playlist albums, because I feel like there's a pros and cons to both. Playlist albums, you get nothing but hits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a nothing. If you used to go to like the Beatles, nothing but hits. That'd be the playlist album. But if you take the what is it, the Sergeant Pepper's album? I guess. This I don't conception. know. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't. Okay. I just know. I just know certain songs. I took a history of rock and roll album. I mean, history of rock and roll class in college, so that's why I brought the Beatles. Yeah. But this was like a conceptual album where they literally went through and there was a story behind every song, blase, blase. And they all connected. And it all connected. And made this, this like a audio movie type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with those types of albums, you don't get 
banger after banger after banger after banger after. But some albums you can. Some albums you can. can. Some albums you you can. There has been artists who came out and made albums, conceptual albums like that, and made bangers just from telling the story itself. Mm -hmm. Like I went through and listened to Daytona. Like you remember when Kanye was releasing an album every Friday and it was like June twenty eighteen. Nas, it was Nas, his album. He first released his album. He first released uh, Push T's album, then his album, then Kiss He Ghost, then Nas' album, then Tiana Taylor's album. It was like June into July. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And like, those like short albums. Which was great. It was genius. It was, it was genius. It was, it, was, genius. It, was, it was short albums, but they all like had a story. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes like, you can just put out just music. And they all be bangers. Like, Daytona had bangers. But it's a good, quick story to it. Good, quick. It's like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Good, like 20 or 30 minutes. Like, good, good story but to now it. But now, that's kind of what you need. Yeah. That's, that's what kind of what Kanye was pushing during that time. He was like, seven songs all you need. Cut. I think all the albums pushed out at that time had seven, seven songs. Teams, yeah. With seven songs each. All of them. Mm-hmm. And he told a story. Kiss, he goes. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't as good. But Kiss, he goes was ignorant. They told him, album of the year quality. Mm-hmm. He produced that. That was good. Tiana Taylor, I ain't listened to Nas. That came out the same year Victory Lab did. It did. 2018. Yep. 2018 was all right musically. Actually, when you go back and look at it. It really was. 2018 was a good year musically. World came out that year. Scorpion came out that year. Dolly came out that year. Scorpion was pretty dope. Scorpion was all right. Scorpion was long, but it was dope. You know what the crazy thing is, bro? As we keep talking, it's like an hour and thirty something in. It's crazy. Can we just we just going? We just shooting the bar. Crazy thing is, you know how I feel about albums. Like it may not be good right now when you first listen to it, but you keep going back and listen to it, it becomes better. I'm feeling that way about Scorpion, and like, and I feel bad. I'm like, damn. You didn't appreciate when it I didn't appreciate when I I fuck no I fuck with life of I I, my life. I fuck with Scorpion when it first came out. I fuck with it. I thought it was very top heavy. It w- it kind of was. I and now looking at it, I kind of fuck with the A side more than I fuck with the B side because he kind of separated from like hip hop and R and B. I fuck with the hip hop side more than I fuck with the R and B side. When I first heard, I fuck with the R and B side more. I fuck with the hip hop side. With Drake, we really be talking that shit. And and that's and why he always I, has. But and that's why after I fuck, dark my shit. That's why I fuck with it so much more. Cause he be talking that shit. Like if you listen to some of these songs, he just keep talking about like just the themes that he had. Some of his songs like this, him talking about a betrayal of friends. Him talking about how he becoming more famous and like he doesn't know how to like handle it or just all the other things he's talking about. Like this his growing fame, how guys on his side. Just talking about all these things. Mm-hmm. Like I really didn't peep it at first, but like just keep listening to it. And like something, something that I can relate to. So I'm like, damn, Drake, you talking that shit? Something that I can't, but it's like, damn. Being a I'm Scorpio, though, I, I fuck with it. You fuck okay. because the top half of the album, the rap side, is like the side people want to see of you. That's yeah. the side you show. That's the side people. I ain't gonna say know you for, but like that's the you know what I'm saying. That's the side that put him on the top. Right. R&B side is the more vulnerable, more... You got to dig deep to get to that side. You got to actually want to see that. And being a Scorpio, you know what I'm saying? You're not just going to tell everybody what you 
You know what I'm saying? You're secretive. You're mysterious. You're mystique. You are. Just go back to what we were talking about earlier about the birth signs. You are Scorpio. So yeah. this is interesting coming from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the deeper you get into it, the more you find out about Drake and the more you figure out how his life is. That's why I felt with Scorpio because it's like the top half is more like the shit that everybody sees. You right. know what I'm saying? You know the shit he's going through with Kanye. You know all the... Yeah. yeah. You know the rah-rah. You know what I'm saying? But that's, if you really want to know... He puts it towards the bottom. Yeah, when he starts talking about his son more and more. Yeah. And he starts talking about his internal feelings when, term, when it comes to women, as you see on the B side. Just deeper and deeper and now. Deeper and deeper. It's, and it he's is. only going to give it to you if you actually want to know. I'll fuck with Drake. Drake really the go. He's, he's a genius. I. <laughs> he's a genius. Drake really that man, bro. I really fuck with Drake. Shout out Drake, bro. Drake, Shout out Drake, bro. I really fuck. I ain't gonna cap, bro. I really fuck with Drake. I never forget when I first saw Drake. The best I ever had video. I remember when I saw him over Jason's house mm. when we was kids. Baby, you ain't everything. Bro. And that, ever since then, bro, I've been one of Drake's biggest fans, bro. I think we laid out this motherfucker constantly. See, I take, a- take Care was only my album, eighth grade year. Yeah, Take Care was really, nice. Really said that shit. But like you said, you didn't appreciate Scorpion when it came out. I didn't appreciate Drake. I was so big on Wale. No, I still am. I don't care. I'm big on I, Wale, I too. I, Wale. Hey, we, hey, you know yeah. me, me. You helped me. You helped molded my music taste. Mm-hmm. Like, I texted you and your brothers. I said, y'all... Y'all put me on to a lot of music. Y'all did. No cap. Yeah. Y'all really fucking did. Wale, J. Cole, Big Sean. Because they all came away at the same time. Yeah. But we was all listening to those mixtapes and shit. That was the Dat Piff days. That know. was the thing. To, to me, that, that was the best era of music. I still listen to XV. Like, I have XV on my, work, yeah. on my workout playlist. Damn, for real? Because that's why I kind of want to get rid of my Samsung Galaxy S9 Plus now. Because it has the mixtapes on there. Because you can't get the mixtapes on Apple Music. Yeah, that's true. So I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it. Because this has... Some songs and heard like. I mean, it's probably on SoundCloud. But I have my playlist. I want. I don't want to flip through channels yeah, no. and shit while yeah, I'm no. lifting and yeah. shit. I yeah. want a playlist. And I'm just going straight through. I'm. I'm not skipping songs. Not for you. My my Samsung got all that music on there, mixtapes, albums, all that. So that's I'm like. Ah. But dang, that's dope. X is really cold. Is he still rapping? You said you listened to him recently. I don't think he's still rapping. Really? I don't think so. But going back to appreciating Drake, I didn't appreciate Drake because I was so big on Wale. It was yeah. like, it's Wale or nothing. I don't care. I'm glad to die for Wale. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I really missed out on Drake's coming up because I seen right. J. Cole's, I seen Wale's, I seen Big Sean's. Drake, who turned out to be the biggest of them all, I missed because right. I was so focused on. Bro. I lived through it, bro. I, I, I wasn't. I'm a big Wiley fan like you are. I'm not as big of a right. Wiley fan as you are. Right. You are a way bigger fan than him. But I'm, like like I said, you put me onto a lot of music. But Drake's Rise, oh my God. This man, that's why I, I respect him. And I, I and like, I just like, bro, this is really big homie right here, bro. Drake, yeah. Really, he really is big homie. Because, like, bro, they really came out 10 years ago when you think about it. 10 years, a decade ago. He, he dominated the whole the decade. The whole decade. Hit. After hit. Hit. After hit. Hit. After hit. Drake got hit. Bruh. Oh, boy. And he gets better with his albums. His music, he gets better. Like, Drake, oh. All right. Like, Drake really is big homie, bruh. 
Like, Drake is that nigga. Like, I, I don't understand. It really boggled my mind that people at Camp Flognall really boo this man. Because it's like, I don't I understand. Maybe you don't fuck with his music. But do you know who this is, bro? Who this Y'all is? pay, I don't know what they paid for those tickets. But they, paid, they, paid, they probably paid like $400, $500 for these tickets. Okay. Because the festival, it's a... One day or two, it's right? A, it's a one day or two. It might pay less. Than but that. for Drake to be the special guest, he wasn't even announced on the list. You, Drake and the the playlist that he said he he had set for them to play. Oh my God! Drake was playing songs that he don't even play at concerts. Mm-hmm. He was over playing. Oh damn! I forgot what it's called. I try with you. It's more like the sleeping in and getting high. With you. Yeah. Drake don't perform that song really. If him, I'm like, bro. How can y'all boo this man, bro? He didn't bro? even finish the concert, did he? Didn't even get the, didn't even finish the concert, kid. But they wanted who? Kid Cudi? Or they wanted Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. It was gonna be Frank Ocean. That's why they was upset. Frank and he Ocean. said, and he said, Frank, no, Frank Ocean big. I ain't gonna. Frank, Frank Ocean is good. Nah, That's I, my guy. I fuck with Frank Ocean. I, but who I doubt my whole who blind, her blind because of that nigga. Frank Ocean or Drake? Who'd you? I, I remember that. I was up when you died your hair blind. He was there. But who'd you pick? If you had to choose in concert. Who you taking? Damn. Frank Ocean or you taking Drake? That's, you know, that's such a hard question. I would say Frank would be more, Drake's Special. more accessible. Yeah. Frank isn't as accessible as I was going to say that because Frank does not come out more. So I was kind of upset that all this shit happened because I was going to see him at Coachella. But but if I'm expecting Frank Ocean and I get Drake, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be, anything, that's the point. I'm not going to be, nigga, I don't get Frank Ocean, but I get Drake instead. Yeah, that's still a, that's still a win. Nigga. Drizzy, Drake, nigga, all the hits nigga got, bro. That's why I'm like, bro, how can you boo this man, bro? How can you, how can people literally boo this man, bro? This nigga's cold, bro. Universally known worldwide as cold. He ain't like a, a rapper, like a fucking young boy or somebody who people don't really fuck. Uh, nah, people fuck with young boy. People, fuck with people young, but there's people out there who don't be like, nah, I don't fuck with young boy. Drake is used to like universally known as the biggest a rapper, great rapper. In the war- biggest artist in the bruh, world. Niggas know this man, Drake, bro. Drake make hits every year, bro. Motherfuckers dance. Why people know this nigga? But this goes, people. I don't think people really want to boot Drake. I think a couple people made it cool to boot Drake. It was only a couple people in the crowd. It was at Camp Fall, and I was only a couple people in the crowd that booted him. They just happened to be in the front. That's why I was more audible and notable to Drake. That's mm-hmm. why he kind of canceled it. He even said in the interview with Rap Radar, it was only like a couple. It was like some people in the front that really did. Well, there's the people he could hear. Right. That's just, that's that's just mind boggling. I'm like, bro, this nigga Drake. Drake. But I mean, I kill. I ain't never seen Drake in concert. That's people I've seen. Con- I want to see Drake. I want to see Frank. I want to see The Weeknd. I want to see Kendrick. As I want to see Outkast. I never get a day I could have seen Outkast, but me, and you, we went to wrestling that day to Impact instead of Slugger Field. Was that the oh. Wow, you could seen Outkast that day at Slugger Field. There was at Fort Castle. We went to Slugger Field. It was right across the street. Yep, and went to Fort, went to Slugger Field for Fort. That wasn't even a good show like that. We came out late too. We did. I remember Abyss. I, I remember seeing Abyss and the, and Bully Ray. Yeah, but Brian. we had already seen Bully Ray at that point. Bro, I never. I That's never, when he was with Aces and Eights. I never forget. Never forget. Was Outkast listed or was they? They was listed. It's on. And that was their last time they went on tour. Wow. 
Heartbreaking, bro. Wow. Heartbreaking, bro. Uh, you know Andre is my favorite rapper all the time. I'm, I'm low-key getting, like, I'm low-key building some emotion right now just thinking about it. Three stacks is, you know what I'm saying? That's my favorite artist of all He's time. He's very underrated. Bro. Underrated? Who underrated Andre 3000? Andre. If Ooh. you used to ask, like, people today, they don't know or care about Andre. <laughs> they don't care. Three, who? Andre who? Three stacks? We know who he is, bro. but... They are a big fan of Andre 2002. Yes. Three stacks, but my favorite. That's my favorite. She's also artist. from Atlanta. She is also from Atlanta. Three stacks, my favorite Amazing. artist of all Amazing. time, bro. Big boy is like that's nothing. It's not like I'm one of. I'm not one of those fans that like. Oh, Andre 2000 is the best. Big boy is no. Big boy is cold too. Boy, he held his own. Yeah. Big boy ignorant. That motherfucker ignorant. I already have respect for both of them. Three stacks is catching me more. I listen to that Love Below album more than I did like this anything. Prototype, prototype was my shit. That's you that. are the prototype. That's actually, yeah, actually our favorite song. Yeah. Our, like our, our little couple song. But like three, like I never, I'm never gonna forget that. I'm like, bro, I'm an idiot, bro. But I was, I was young. It, it's not like I was as old as I am now. Yeah. I was like, plus wrestling was huge to us back then. It was. And we was already late to that, and I was low-key pissed about that shit. I wasn't really thinking about me. I ain't never to concert that was that you time. in full Leo mode. Hmm. That was you in full Leo mode. Leo mode? Yeah. Why you say that? Come on, come on, Ray. We're going this way. You was miles ahead of us. I was like, nigga, what is Kendall doing? I mean, we're going to get there. Me, you know what I'm saying, being as reserved and relaxed as I am, I'm like, cool. We're going to see it. We're going to see the show. It don't really matter. We're already late, so we, we missed half the show. But you... No, we gonna get there. We gonna see it. We already late. We gonna we missing the show. Let's go. Gudget, nigga, we late, nigga. Let's get there right now. What we yeah, gonna take our time that, for? That was yours, and mine was. Hey, we already late. You know what I'm saying we might as well. We already late. There's no point in stressing about it. We already late. You know what I'm saying? Come like, bro. We over it late to this. We didn't get that to the fucking main event. That's the thing about we it. We didn't. We got that to the fucking main event. We saw one match. We seen one match. One match, and it was over with. That's the thing pissing me off more. I'm like, bruh. I don't even know what was holding us up. Niggas was just watching movie fans, bruh. <laughs> Niggas just wasn't moving, bruh. That's what it was. Niggas just was not moving, bruh. Cause we I think it was one of those days either we was at the YMCA that day, we went back and showered. Or we just got out of the house late and niggas just just walk around just moving slow. Motherfucker went to McDonald's and shit on fucking That's what we on seventh and motherfucking fourth for it. Nah, it was it third, third and Broadway and shit. I think it's second. Second and Broadway, motherfuckers going to McDonald's and shit. The wise and second day time just moving slow. Either niggas doing that shit. I'm like, bro, get your ass. Come on, you bro. Was, you was trucking. Come on, cause I don't get. I'm like, I'm myself. I don't get fucked. And I, that's the move you. Yeah, I okay. went to a. I went to a wrestling event by myself. It, it is not the first time I've done it. I'll do it again. Y'all motherfuckers play my time if y'all want to. Right, I will keep <laughs> going. I don't give no fucks. Come on, niggas. Let's fucking go. Oh, you was trucking. I, 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 me and you were ready for the show. But the people we was with was not. They, they wasn't too thrilled about wrestling as we were. They weren't as passionate as they we were. They didn't have to come. They didn't. That's but they was, I think we rode with them. We walked. From 2nd Street? 
We walked there. We walked around that area. We didn't drive there. If we drive there, it's different. we didn't have cars then. It'd have been different. I want to say, Cody, we, I mean, Cody didn't drive. We walked. We was walking. I remember we was walking around downtown. Yeah. My mind was a bit hazy back then. Bro, we, we, was, we, was walk, we was walking downtown, bro. That's so I'm like, bro. Come on, bro. Oh, my God. Come on, bro. I remember that. Because I ain't going to cap. I'm notorious for being late. To some situations, but like at least I try to make the effort. If I'm late, I'm like, damn, I should. I'm gonna at least try to come a little bit closer. I ain't gonna be like, well, I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck it, yeah, I'm fuck it. I'm already late. I'm already gonna take my time. Nah, if I'm late, I'm like, I'm pissed. I'm late. I'm like, damn, I'm late. I'm gonna try to get there at least a little bit early. I'm gonna try to minimize the time that I'm like right. late. So I'm like, that's so why I'm like, bro, let's go, let's fucking go. Y'all like. Oh. All yagging and shit. Y'all we just, were hazy during those times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I'll say that. Uh, so that that definitely didn't help with the speed of getting to where we needed to be. Uh, but I don't know. I remember. I remember that. I remember walking. But I'm not gonna say that didn't happen. I'm sure that probably definitely was the case. But I never get that. I think it was. It had to be. But it was my first time in Slugger Field. It had to be. It was my first time in Slugger Field. It was my first time in Slugger Field. Really? So I was just taking in everything. Really? At the moment. I was just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I'm in Slugger Field. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is. Wow. Really? First time in there. Only time in there. I want to you, say. You've been down the waterfront multiple times, though. Yeah, man. definitely. I've, I've definitely walked past Slugger Field. Yeah. It. You know what I'm saying? I've never actually been in. Inside. That's crazy. I was showing Danielle around the town. Like I showed Churchill Downs because mm. before all this shit here, we were supposed to go to the Churchill Derby. Downs. Right? I was going to Oaks. I was going to Actual Derby. We were going to Actual Derby. Okay. And like she said, she never been to Churchill Downs. And I like, drove past it today. I was like, yeah, that's I mean, it's Churchill Downs. And like she was like just amazed by like just how it was. I'm like us because we from it was like ah, oh, this is nothing. Like, I've actually never been. I've been to Churchill Downs on a field trip. Never you know, been on my own accord. You haven't been on your own accord? No. I went there for Oaks Day my senior year. And I went there for a party. Like they had like a little after party after a race sometime when I came back from AIT. And during that spring or summer when I was just bullshitting around before I went to school. Mm. I went there for that. And then I guess the only time I went on like my own free will. This is one of those coaching moments where it's like... To my friends, it wasn't cool to go. I always thought it was cool, but my friends weren't going. So it's like, I went multiple times, even as a kid. Yeah, it's it's cool because you know I went to McFerrin for elementary mm-hmm. school. We walked there from McFerrin to Churchill Church Downs for like a museum trip and walked back. So I, I mean, I, that's, why, that's why I was like kind of desensitized to it. I'm like, I'm, I'm used to this. This ain't nothing to me. This is nothing. Right. But like being like I looking at it again today because I ain't seen it in years. I mean, I seen it, but I ain't like really been as close to it in. Wow, mm. seeing it today, I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker is kind of." Like, Does it take you back now, being an adult? And yeah, seeing it, and come seeing like, how important it is. Yeah, I'm like, I said, hold on, the Kentucky Derby is pretty big. I it's said. huge. Bro. This motherfucker is held here, like church it down. This motherfucker is it's, this motherfucker, and it's actually pretty big. Yeah, when you think about, cause I looked, I'm like, hold on, this motherfucker is big, and I was thinking about like this, the scope of like how yeah, churches down right here. You go up less than point two miles. 
There's the baseball stadium for the Cardinals and the football stadium for the Cardinals. You go up another point two miles, probably less than that. There's Kentucky Kingdom right there, Freedom Hall. Like it's all that shit. It's all together. I'm like, damn, there's a lot of shit right here. And this, this, little and this in this area right here, it's a lot of shit right here. I was thinking, I was thinking about that earlier. I said, damn. I said, that's crazy. I, I didn't even think about it back then, but this is just. A lot of shit right Do here. Do you think Louisvillians appreciate Louisville as much as we should? I think in, in, in any city, you, like how we talked about earlier, too much anything is bad. Mm. Like, you become desensitized. You don't really recognize the importance. You talk to people who's from L.A. or from a New York. They'd they be like, ah, yeah. this is nothing. But you being an outsider and not seeing it's it the as world. much, it's like, oh, this is Crazy. I've only seen this shit on TV. You don't appreciate the value. That's like anything. Like, even you take it outside, like, you take it to, like, maybe even relationships or, like, just objects that you own, just anything. Once you be around it as much as you do or you see it as many times as you have, you like, ah, whatever. But you go to some cities and they got pride. Oh. Like San Antonio got hella pride. Yeah. Orlando, they got pride being in Orlando. Even here in Louisville, that's pride. Motherfuckers got pride in food by being from Louisville. There's a lot of pride, I believe, for the school of Louisville, but for the city of Louisville itself. You know, I think I think that's a lot. Of, I think that's a lot of pride from the city. I see a lot of people talk about the pride of Louisville because when you look at Louisville, people just disrespect Kentucky as a whole for sure, and don't think that like there is intelligent or like. Good people from stuff like that. yeah from from Kentucky and like Louisville being like the major city of this state, I feel like people have a they like try to prove a lot of doubt is wrong. So there's a lot of pride in Louisville because like yeah I'm from Louisville. Like even we see like some people that come from here like D'Angelo Russell, Levante mm-hmm. Parker, a Jack Harlow, or Two yeah. K Baby. Like just any of these people, you see people like they just like yeah I'm from Louisville. Like, yeah, I, like people, I just, sure. they had, there is a certain sense of pride for sure. Like, I'm from this city. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. I can't disagree with that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You 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 made a, a great point. You just you know what I'm saying? I got a counter argument or something. <laughs> but that no. But I feel like at the same time, there's people who just I don't know. They see local as local, right? They see it as crime ridden. These yeah. are people yeah. who. You know what I'm saying? Who live here? Lola has gotten bad in crime recently. It I has. It had. It got but, worse. I don't know. I feel like as much as people hate Louisville, I mean, love Louisville, there's a contrary to that with people who hate Louisville. It's like, right. man, Louisville ain't shit. You're going to see the same women. You're going to see the same people. You're going to see the same. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, like I said, I feel like that's like in any city. It is you, like that. Because you become city. desensitized to what you've been around yeah. so fucking long. That's true. You become so desensitized. You're like, oh, yeah. Then I mean, it's the Hollywood sign over there, but that's nothing. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Empire State Building's over there. That's nothing. Church of Downs is right here. That's, that's nothing. nothing. Yeah. You, know, you, you become so desensitized because yeah. you've seen it so much. That's true. It's like, nah, this is nothing. But like I said, I think like every, I like everybody has a, a certain pride about their city and where they're from, cause like you've been here, you're born here, you represent here. Cause like if people look at you, if you go to a foreign land, you like, oh, I'm from Louisville. Yeah. You're representative of Louisville, so you had to like have a certain pride right. about that city. 
And I was gonna say when I moved to Orlando, my plan is just buy a bunch of Louisville gear and just wear Louisville shit down there. Cause mm-hmm. when I was in Bowling Green, all I did was wear Orlando shit. That's right. all I wanted to wear. It was just like, hey, this is the destination I'm trying to go. Right. So I'm gonna wear it into existence. You don't, you don't bring it to existence. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm saying. Um, no, no, I've always loved Louisville. Um, it's always been home for me, but I didn't really appreciate Louisville until I got back. Mm-hmm. It took me to leave. I guess because I was so, I guess desensitized to it. It was just like you know what I'm saying. It's, it's just this. It's just that. Yeah. But leaving and coming back is like oh wow. It's a whole different experience. Whole different experience. Trust me. I was literally feeling the same vibes today. Just riding around. Even last time I was here, me and you was riding around mm-hmm. with our girls, and like I was showing y'all like parts the of the city. city. Mm-hmm. Like it, you have a certain like respect for like just the city you was just born and raised in. Cause like damn, like you say, we used to desensitize to it first. Like you've been around so much, you're like ah whatever. You leave and come back. It's like a certain respect you have. Cause like damn, this motherfucker is ignorant. Like damn, this. This place is a lovely place. This is a beautiful place to go to. Oh, damn. This is a very notorious place. Like, this is world-renowned mm-hmm. Churchill Downs. Maybe I should just, like, appreciate, like, damn. This is right here. Because I've seen what a city who doesn't have something like this looks like. like or, you, or you've seen a city that has more, more. and you're like, nah, this, this is nothing. Yeah. But everybody, like, this, like you say, it's just the reception. Like, everybody just has, like, their own view of perception. Because, like, a person in New York would be, like, Barclays, Madison Square Garden, it's uh, nothing. The bridge, ah, it's, that's nothing. That's nothing right there. You know what I'm saying? That's nothing. You, you know what I'm saying? You go over here down the block, that's nothing. That's nothing. You go to, like, Louisville, you like, ah, yeah, man, this, this church is down, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. The, the waterfront, that's nothing. You bring a foreign, like I brought, like my girl here down here, as as I would say, teachable moments make it even more, I guess, meaningful. Yeah, because you can understand, like you're able to, like especially at the age we are now, you're able, maybe not to the best experience, but like you are able to talk about things more as you have more experience with it. Yeah. But you're able to like disseminate and talk about certain, like you're able to talk about like certain landmarks, like oh, this is important because of this. Or what it has a significant meaning to you. Because we had that age, it was like, oh, I remember growing up coming here. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing or talking about this all the time growing up because my family, this and that, and the third. I would say memories are powerful. Uh, powerful. Yeah. Memories are powerful. Because, like, just, I don't live in this area anymore. And when I was moving a little I wanted to move to this area, but I mean, it wouldn't be safe. But right. the West End, you know what I'm saying? When I graduated, when I first came to Louisville, I went to go, I went to Shawnee. Mm-hmm. I went to go see my mom's ex-boyfriend and our next door neighbor. And just being in that environment again, was just like, dang, like, you missed this it. is my roots, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is, you feel it. Yeah, you feel reconnected with it. You feel, like, accomplished. It, you feel, I don't know, I guess, like, like when you graduate and you go back to your mom's house, it's going to be like, well, damn, like this is this Even, is where I started. You know, what I'm that's I feel like now coming back. Cause yeah. I don't come back as often. Like you didn't come back as often either. Like mm-hmm. coming back now, I'm like damn. Like I'm looking at it like damn. This is this is where I started at. 
Mm-hmm. And it kind of like motivates you at the same time. It's like you're proud that you came from this. And you're like, you look at yourself now. I'm like, damn, this is where I'm at now. Hell yeah. I came from this. It's like, if I made it from here and, I'm, and I met where I'm now, I keep going. Like, yeah. I keep pushing. My biggest thing was, I don't know, I made it here. I picked myself up. I went somewhere else. I started new. I made it there. Mm-hmm. I can pick myself up and start somewhere new somewhere else down the road. Like, I've done it before. I can do that shit. I can do it again. And shit, I mean, being in this new apartment is kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to high school out here, but mm. I mean, this area is still relatively new to me. Like, I was only out here for high school. And work. And work. And work, yeah. And it's crazy, you know what I'm saying, driving by my first job every day. Like, that's mind-blowing to me. Like, every day I come home, I see my first job. It's like, damn. I started, started right there. Yeah. And I'm, now look where I'm at. Look where I'm at now. And I was so motivated at that place. It's like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm not motivated now, because I'm definitely But it, it's, it's good to have those reminders of, like, yeah, yeah. why you... Why you doing the things you doing right now? Like to look at your past and be like, damn, this is where I was at. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to reach these levels and kind of use these places or people as motivation to be like, damn, I don't want to be here or I don't want to deal with that. So I'm gonna try to get to right up here mm-hmm. so I can like look back and be like, damn. But the sad thing, the saddest thing to me, and I know we're probably about to wrap this up here soon, uh, is coming from where I come from. And being in this area now, mm. I mean, I realized there was a difference in lifestyle and yeah. how life was lived and shit like that. But right. to be older, to be 24, 25 now, and to see the difference in the... Like, you always hear about the playing field. But to see the difference in playing field, like now, I can cross the street and go to Walmart, Target, Kroger, Food, Panera Bread. I got... Shit out here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where I came from, there was no shit like that. Hell, nah. Ain't no fucking area where I come from. Hell no. Kroger, 20 streets, 20 oh. blocks now. Right. Now it's across the street. And there's a Kroger, there's a Walmart across the street. Everything you want everything accessible. I, yeah, everything I need is accessible. And it's not a food desert or a mm. anything. There's a hella opportunity. That's a new term I heard recently. Food desert, yeah, that's yes. a that's a real thing. That's what, but I don't know. It's weird. I I'm obviously grateful for the things that you know what I'm saying are around me, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying. There's a flip side to it. Yeah. So on the other side of that coin, I know the other side. I lived it. You I lived know it. there's not. A Kroger right across the street. I know there's a food desert. You know what yeah. I'm saying. Down there, I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I know the opportunities aren't the opportunities that I have here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, do you feel compelled to like want to make a difference, or do you feel compelled to like, like how does that make you feel? I would love to. Like, when I came home to visit, you know what I'm saying? My mom's ex boyfriend. I might as well call him my stepdad. You know what I'm saying? He was pretty much that. Uh, but when I was down there, I was like, I want to talk to the representative down here. Why doesn't this place have what that place has? Mm. And it's the same city, you know what I'm saying? Why does this district not have the resources that that district has? You're not doing your job right. If they have all of this out there, you ain't got nothing down there. Obviously, the income is going to be a little different, but at the same time, 
you don't have to have a Kroger down here. You could have motherfucking Bob's food store. Just why isn't the opportunity here as opposed to there? So, you know what I mean? Being in broadcasting, I wanted to interview the district, like whoever ran that district. Um, and I'm so you kind of want to dive into politics? We just kind of like have like an ultimate discussion with anybody. It kind of discuss like with anybody. Yeah, with anybody. With anybody. Welcome. It just happened. That was an idea that clicked in my head. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you can talk to this person and get these answers, and you know what I'm saying? Right. And that would be an interesting conversation that the people in this area would like to have. Mm-hmm. And I can be that voice for these people. You know what I'm saying? And ask these questions and do it that way. And then I guess I never thought to talk to the person out here because I mean this nigga thriving out here. Oh, yeah. This nigga got hell of a paycheck. If he right. got all this shit going right. on. He's like, fuck it. I mean, uh, ain't no worries out here. Ain't literally no worries. At, the crazy thing is, so when I was riding through my, Danny's neighborhood, like I was telling you, I can see you. Why some people just don't worry about it's shit? It's a bubble. It's a literally a bubble, bro. Mm-hmm. There was no type of, like, you had to drive far the first to get to that neighborhood. And it was, like I said, it's like an acre of land per neighborhood. Per house, per house, an acre, an acre, maybe more per per house, per house. So I can understand where like a motherfucker's like, I ain't worried about shit. I don't, I don't I'm, I'm not hurt. Like yeah. I have everything I need. I have a store. I have Kroger. I have Walmart. I have restaurants, Carabas. I have everything out here. Mm-hmm. And I have a big ass house with all this land. The fuck I need to worry about what's going on out there. This this ain't affecting me. That shit out there don't concern me. That shit out there don't concern me. I don't care what's going on in the streets. I don't live in the streets. And I don't matter. I, I, I seen it. Mm-hmm. I literally seen it in my own eyes. And I was like, damn. I can see why they think this way. I can see. It's fucked up. I can see why they think this way. And I can see why they feel this way. It's like. And it's not wrong. It doesn't affect. It's like. It it's not wrong. It doesn't affect me. It's like. I'm out here. So it's like. Ah, shit. Damn, y'all going through this shit. It's two different worlds. Fuck, what they got to do with me? Mm. I see it. I fucking see it. And it's, it's <coughs> literally it's two different worlds. Two different worlds entirely. Entirely. Keith, I want you to know. So we, we talking about breaking records. I'm going to tell you the, the records we broke for this, all my podcasts. It's the longest running podcast I had. Okay. We this is the first time we drank on the show. Cheers to that, my brother. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. I just finished my second cup. And post? Yeah. And you gotta add a little cheers cup to that. At, well, I got a little sound effect. I got one with time. It happened. <laughs> you gonna go through and all and edit and make sure that I know the actual sound to that. Where the sound cue where it happens. So, like I said, this is the longest podcast that I ever had. Mm-hmm. This is also the first time I was drunk on it. This is also the first kind of open discussion. Usually, like I said on the show, I have like I have questions set because I'm going based off the person I'm interviewing, mm-hmm. and it goes like kind of open based off that. But it's literally it's just been nothing but just shooting from the. From the hip, from the, from the start. Yeah. I ain't got, I ain't got no iPad out. I ain't got no list of questions out. It's just me. You're just talking. Well, first of all, I'm appalled that I didn't get that same respect 
in regard that other guests got. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying, we're making history here. So, you know what I'm saying, I ain't, I ain't mad. I would much rather shoot from the hip and just talk from the heart than to have some curated, you know what I'm saying, questions yeah. to ask. Because it's more natural. It's more fun. Like, it's been fun. Like, do you even feel like looking at it right now as our, as our women are sleeping? This is about two hours and ten minutes. Does it feel like two hours to you? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Maybe the liquor kind of helps that as we've been sitting here, just been drinking and, and Possibly, talking. But Possibly. every conversation I have with you doesn't feel like you know what I'm it. It just shows this type of relationship we yeah. have. And it's like it's, it's lovely. Cusco's over here sitting there. The dogs are asleep, bro. Dogs are asleep over turning around and whatnot. A video I haven't even recorded. But fuck it. I'm still going to post this shit regardless. I'm with it. going to get posted. Like, it's on some Joe Rogan type shit. Like, I, I mean, I would love the video had, but I guess it didn't because my iCloud's been full and they've been telling me about it. But fuck it. This, we've been recording ever since. Yeah. <laughs> I want this shit to go up. It's, it's been fun to do this to you. And I always wanted to do this because, like I said, you've been a big inspiration for me to like get into, into this business and do the stuff that I'm doing right now in terms of like podcasting and broadcast young mm-hmm. man itself. Because, to be honest, when I first went to college, like my first it was not was decided, on your list. It wasn't. I was I was just thinking about going business and going like a business route. Because I'm like, oh, I like making money. I don't, I'm not saying which just was a mindset everybody had. Which is nothing wrong with. If you really have a passion for it, go for it. There's right. nothing wrong with it. But me, I'm like, ah, oh, I like making money. I'm like, why not do it? But you really showed me like just to be different and like just to go out, go out to different things, whether it be in like broadcast, you know, some more theater which has to be my major, my minor, respect, both respectively. Mm-hmm. Like, you just show me to, like, just go that around and you can be successful in it. And I appreciate you for that. And, like, having this conversation and dialogue for as long as we had. Well, hey, brother. You know what I'm saying? That means a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I love you. I love you, too. And I've, I've, I've always wanted you to get into broadcasting. Yeah. But I was never going to push you or nothing. Once I got into it, I was like, damn, Kendall would fucking love this shit. Right. Like, I can definitely see me and him having a show together <laughs> and shooting the shit, just just like this. Um, but I was never going to push you into it. You said yeah. you wanted to do business. I was like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Do business. All right. But I'm glad you found I'm glad you found this. And I'm glad you took the bar higher than what I have raised it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know I had a radio show or whatever like that. But this and what you got going on is definitely, you know what I'm saying, something that makes me want to compete with you. In a definitely a friendly competition. Oh yeah. Um this just like in terms of just seeing everybody being great. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think competition's great. Oh yeah. Competition's fucking it great. It can be great. Cause like you, hey, you get to a point where you rest on your laws and like ain't nobody great to beat me. Yeah. So having that edge and like somebody can catch me one day. Yeah, yeah. It can kinda of motivate you to want to be better, you feel me? And someone showing you where the bar can be. Yeah. And then you I'm going to take and, the bar higher. And, and it's elevated. Yeah. It's like just taking like, oh, well, they did this. Oh, maybe I can try and do this and spend it. Like just learning. Like you said, learn from people. Most definitely. And like I said, I learned from you so much just growing up. And like, and I'm, I'm glad I can be your, your foot. I don't want to say your foot in the door, but I'm glad I can be, you know what I'm saying? The inspiration yeah. just kicked me in. Like, yeah, for sure. Because like I feel at home doing stuff like this and you kind of like ushered it in and kind of like used there. To help me realize this, this is the lane I kind of want to go after. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had the abilities and I showcased throughout my childhood growing up. But like you was like the one to like say, go this route, like mm-hmm. do this, and you 
doing things you have done, whether it be with your plays or with your radio show. You just gave me courage. You just want to like actually pursue it and go and career. Cause like yeah, yeah. this is something that's like man, I, I would love doing it myself. Like mm-hmm. if Keith can do it and he's doing it on his own hey. and like he's pursuing, it, I'm like why can't I do it myself? That means so much to me. I, I couldn't even imagine, you know what I'm saying? I can't put it into words how much that means to me. Yeah. But, like, that's... Because that's always what I've wanted to do, was just inspire. inspire people to do what they want to do. If I can be the middleman to somebody in their success, by all means, Lord, let me do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and, you've been, and you've been there for me. Mm-hmm. As I said at the beginning of the show, like, you my cousin. You're literally my blood cousin. But... Throughout my life, I felt like you just been my brother. Man, you've always been a little brother to me. <laughs> always. Always. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely going to have to do this again. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. 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 Uh, but I want to end on, we all have, like, brands. Me and E was having this conversation. Right. And her thing is J. Cole. Like, she's going to go to bat for J. Cole for whatever. Yeah. My thing is Adidas. I love Adidas. That's... That's my heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that's going to take me away from that. And it's always going to be fuck Nike. What is yours? You know what I'm saying? What is something I'm just going to just ride by to the thing? It can be a brand. It can be a person. Brand new person. They can be like I, like I expressed in the show earlier. Drake, 103,000. I, I was looking in my room today, my homeroom here in Louisville. I was looking at how I had Steve Nash post. Steve Nash is my favorite player of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be like, that's my guy no matter what. Uh, yeah, it's just like, there's people like that, man. It's just something that I'm just like, as it helps define me who I am as a person. Why? Because I'm going to say Adidas, for that, for me, has always been, it's always been like, swept under the rug next to Nike. To me, I feel like Adidas is as popular. And you want to like that kind of underdog story. I, I love that underdog. Yeah, I'm better than them. Kind of. So we, as I already discussed, like Andre right. Thousand and a little bit, and kind of like Drake and in that sense. Well, there's nothing there. Crazy. It's my second cup. It's a good thing there's nothing in there though. It's crazy. So we're like, and I was talking to. It's crazy you said that. Cause I was talking to myself about Steve Nash and my friend George. Actually asked me this. I'm saying, man, this is a long ass episode. Yeah, right here. I mean, you're on 5%, so. I'll, you I'll can connect it. to the internet if you wanted to. I'm fine. Whatever. Anyway, then that don't matter. So it turns like Steve Nash. Like, I was in my day today. I was like, why is Steve Nash my favorite player? And I was talking about it to myself, and I was like, I grew, first of all, I grew up around a time where like, Steve Nash was the best point guard in the NBA for mm-hmm. many years. What behind the part? He's the best <laughs> point guard in the NBA, like I said. Tony Parker ain't got two final, ain't got two MVPs. Like he got four NBA championships. He don't got two MVPs. Like he got finals MVP. He don't got two MVPs. All right, as a whole saying. season, not okay. not a series. Okay. A whole season, right. not a series. Okay. But anyway, it's ain't cherry ball. This is how you doing. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like with Steve Nash, he he just embodies just the typical underdog and like. He looks like an average white guy. Oh, this man ain't going to do nothing. Yes. But he's so great. He li- He's number three all-time for assists in NBA. All-time. Number three. Mm. He got that. He's got two MVPs. He beat Kobe out for one year. Some people say they robbed him. He beat him out. He mm. led multiple teams. Like, he led the Phoenix Suns to have multiple good records. West Conference Finals appearance. 
And just the fact that he's just so good and crafty and just hard working there in determination. And just drives, it's like, damn. If he can do it in his profession, why can't I do it in my profession, whatever it is? Like, because you know how people just get discouraged because, like, oh, well, I don't like this person, so I can't make it in this career because mm-hmm. I don't like them. I don't get the same ability they have. Right. Him just coming in and dominate the league for the tenure that he had. Coming from where he came from, he came Come from, from Santa Clara. He came from a mid major. He came from he came from Santa Clara University. He was born in South Africa. He's Canadian, and just, like I said, being a six a six feet to six three, somewhere between that range, white guy, average, not as athletic, great passer. Just getting everybody else involved in his team, and just the way and style he plays is pushing the ball forward, which was crazy at the time. And just having all this that they had with Mike Tony and the Phoenix Suns. And the jerseys also cool, which is another reason why I like them. Mm-hmm. That's just like, damn, I like this guy. I fuck with him. He matches that man. That's like the main reason why I just fuck with him. I'm like, damn. Okay, this will be my last question to you. Right. And then we can end this. Do you think, because you named Steve Nash and Drake, do you think it's more of the innovation of what they did that attracted you to them? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because... Steve Nash was innovator. Drake, innovator. Anybody else, I'm pretty sure The Rock would have been a huge innovator. He was completely different than what the WWE had seen. Drake was completely different than what the music industry had seen. Steve Nash was completely different than what, you know what I'm saying, the back. I don't say completely different, but he was completely different than yeah. what the NBA had seen during that time. Is it innovation that attracts you to them? It's like the innovation, because a common theme you can have with all three of those people, like Drake, The Rock, Steve Nash, it's innovation, and it's also just the fact that, that like, people wouldn't expect, because when you look at it, for instance, The Rock came in, Rocky Mahavia, he's supposed to be a job, but he'll be out in a few years or so, he joined Nation of Domination, he developed his persona, became The Rock, biggest star in WWE. Drake, he comes in, he's in the grassy, he turns his life into rap, and I just got, he ain't gonna be nothing. Mm-hmm. Biggest artist we ever yeah, seen, money. and whatever. Steve Nash, came from a mid-major college, Santa Clara, drafted late, he gets traded from Phoenix to Dallas, he's traded back to Phoenix, two-time MVP. It's just the heart that all okay. three of them show, the determination, yeah. and just the fact that just perseverance, that's what they all embody. It's just like, they all embody the same type of mindset and vision. It's like, just keep going. Like, no matter, like, things that's going to happen to you in your life, but you just keep going. You can be the greatest you can be. That's what, like, all these people, like, all, like, all of my idols kind of have a same type, type, type of theme in common. That's what like, I'm saying. They mm-hmm. all, they failed in life, even when they was, Looked at on as being on a big stage, they failed at it, but they just kept going and kept trying, and then becoming great at what they do. Cause even outside those two people, like you look at people like how, how I like like Travis Scott, or you look at people like Kevin Hart, or Charlamagne the God, or Stephen A. Smith, they get all they get to these high levels. They even failed then, but they just keep going and they keep trying, and they becoming great at their profession, what they do. So it's just the determination and the perseverance that kind of just drives me towards them, all of them all together. And I was like, damn, they was nobody. They became somebody. And that's why I'm like, 
if they can do it. You you embody that yourself as like as Kendall. Yeah, I'm like if they did it, then why can't I? That's true. And I feel like I, and I want to inspire and hope that people outside of me like live that by that same way. It's like, well, if they if he can do it or if they can do it, why can't I? Right. So that's why. I asked that because Shawn Michaels was my biggest name and Tony Parker, mm-hmm. both super resilient, super like out of the norm. Yeah, they both. As me being, a, I'm not little in a sense, but like you know what I'm saying, I'm small. We're, 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 we're small guys compared uh, yeah, to we're small guys. You about five seven five eight. I'm about five nine. We're, we're yeah. small people yeah, compared saying, to other people. We're small, but they go up against fucking giants, giants, fucking giants, giants. And like I don't know, that's always been my thing. It, it, it attracts you. It, I'm a little dude, and I've always wanted to go at a fucking giant, and I always feel like, like I can go with a fucking giant, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Child's it's motivation. Like, yeah. Because, like, damn, if he can do it, why can't I? Hell yeah. That is the way shit is. Well, well, let's let's wrap it up right there, man. Well, let me end with that, and I will say thank you for uh, putting me on the show. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. And, uh, I don't even know if this motherfucker is still recognizing what's going on. I don't know. He's about to die. It did look like folks about to die. Well, if if it's still capturing everything, cause it's cup, it's cup three times. It's, it's cup is empty. If it's still capturing everything, that's what I hope it does. I think it should. I don't know. Wherever we cut off at, you know what I'm saying. We can find it. If anything just ended where we shook hands and we did the cheers thing, it's all good. It's been a great episode, hey, my brother. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. I was getting on this joint. I wish he had a video here, bro. But fuck it. It's whatever, dog. It's we, we had a it's look it's just fun. Two cup